swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Treadmill a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! Hello there, everyone. This is uh, this is Tramier, December twenty eighteen, Christmas edition. Matty bit here. This is a little disclaimer, by the way. Um, we had some technical issues with one of the mics, my microphone, in fact, during the record of the main uh, podcast portion with me, Paul and Jake, and it drops out. You can hear me like in the background on other people's mics. If you understand what I mean, like their mics are picking up what I'm saying, and it's intermittent throughout, especially through the, like the opening like half an hour or so. I debated whether to just not put Arbit in, but it's manageable. As long as you hear me saying this now, that it is intermittent and I will be dropping out from time to time for a few seconds at a time. You can just about hear me. You can hear Jake and Paul fine throughout the whole thing. And then towards the end, the last like half hour, 45 minutes, you can hear me fine because we sorted it out. But it is intermittent. It is annoying. I have fixed it since. It was a dodgy mic cable. It was supposed to have a lifetime guarantee. Um, the third one in a year that has failed me on podcast, by the way. So they'll be getting an email. Stag the company that makes the XLR cables. So apologies for that, but the rest of it's in there. Paul's interview with Matt Jones is fine. And the main thing, our Skype interview with Adam, uh, Adam Summerton is fine. So just so you know, just giving you a heads up, because we ain't going to put it up, but I thought, you know, fucking hell, it's, we spent an hour and a half recording this. I'm not going to waste it. It's our Christmas special. So yeah, there is a few mic issues, technical issues, where my mic drops out for a couple of seconds at a time, but you can just about hear me if you squint, if you listen hard. Uh, apologies for that. It, it won't happen again, I guarantee you that. New equipment is getting invested in um, out of my own pocket for the new year, don't worry. So apologies for that, but let's get on with it. Intermittent mic issues, technical issues aside, enjoy the podcast. This is trying to be a Christmas special. Let's get on with it. Fuck the microphone cable that ruined it. Happy Christmas. Suadami! Right then, right then, right then. Welcome back once again to This is Trammy. It is the Christmas special. Ho, 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 etc., etc., etc. Season's greetings. Season's greetings. So we're doing almost like, not a season review, but a review of the year. 2018 in review. Peaks and troughs. Good Peaks times, tr- bad times. Like Indeed. the classic Trammy VHS season reviews of the mid-90s. We're going to talk about, obviously, probably been the best year in the last, what, 20 years for the club? Certainly. So well, uh, 2000 was all right. Yeah. yeah didn't win it, didn't it? Okay, the last 18, 19 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take that year out. Um, I'm Matt Hibbert, uh, DJ over in Liverpool, Bar Bar Med, etc., etc. Trammy fan for my sins. I'm joined by the illustrious podcast panel, as ever. Paul Harper, the person who left under a dark cloud in the summer. Tell you what. Uh, still not come out, has he? It'll be a right scandal when the red top papers get hold of it. I think Paul will be bored from the stadium. He'll be booed away from the fans. He'll have to move out of the will when people find out what he was doing. Jesus. And the return of the unofficial voice of the unofficial podcast, Jake Keogh. Great to have Jake Keogh back in shorts. By the time he's in shorts, despite the fact shorts and slides, even though it's what, minus 19 outside? I was saying before, it's not that cold. But yeah, and but we are indoors. Like, yeah, well, is this is filmed indoors. Yeah. Um, although, oh. saying that, I, I was wearing slides until about an hour ago. 
And I stopped wearing shorts last week, so I can't complain, can I? No, I stopped wearing shorts. 1972? Beginning, <laughs> <laughs> beginning of, of July. Too cold. When, when the temperature <laughs> went from 30 to 28. Yeah. It's a bit, bit, bit nippy. That was the start. The middle of July was like the start of the heat wave. <laughs> Jeez, you must have been hot in the middle no, of July. No, when he said he stopped wearing shorts, I think you mean he just took them off ah. and just went. <laughs> and now you're starting to find out ah. why he left the club <laughs> under a cloud. Here's me giving a few things away. Yep. I'm not going to say Paul gave a few things away. To <clears throat> anyway. On that family fun day. <laughs> Daddy. Vegetable left, right and centre. <laughs> Looked like he was smuggling bananas. Anyway, the review of the right. year. So. Uh, this uh, review of the year, because <clears throat> obviously it's been a very good year. We say that again. We want to look back and celebrate and relive some of those happy memories. Um, but also, I don't know if you watched uh, at the weekend, Sports Personality Year. Where, why was Which always on? used to be a review of the year, yeah, a sporting review, and they'd go through all the sports. Did they not do that this year? It's rubbish. I used to tape it every year. Loved it. Yeah, loved I mean, it. It's like they had six nominees for the big prize. Four of them questionable. Who are you saying questionable, Paul? Jimmy Anderson, Harry Kane. He's not had a great. Well, he, he took he got that record didn't he Jimmy Anderson yeah, in cricket most but tests. he hasn't really had a great Wickets. year in terms of the whole year but that was like the year when Giggs Harry Kane he had a great World Cup but like we never won nothing and I see this is I'm going to have a little mini rant now no, no. sports personality of the year should be what people are doing off the field outside Tyson Fury how he hasn't won it this year and how Jermaine Defoe didn't win it the year before I will never yeah, How, yeah. How's Harry Kane in the top six? What what does anyone ever know about Harry Kane? Can you imagine off a football pitch? He's can like you carpet. imagine if he'd have won and they say, oh, "Are you going to give a speech?" Uh, that would have been rubbish. Right, I've, and I, if anyone, if I know anyone, he's England captain and a very good player, very and he's nice probably going to destroy us in a couple of weeks. Very if nice anyone, both. can we not put if we're going to give sports personality? Can you put, uh, if you have to put someone from football in there? Why would not Gareth Southgate? Well, well, Jake, I Andy Mangan. I thought you were going to see me. <laughs> Let's be honest. Come on. But if, if we're talking, okay, if we're talking about World Cup <laughs> football. Notice you're narrowing the margins here <laughs> to get me out of them. <laughs> exactly. But why? How's what more personality? Harry Kane is the least personality I've ever. Come Michael across. Owens won this award. What are you saying? <laughs> who is? I, I can't even remember the name of it. The thing the is, the Welsh fella who won it, Geraint uh, Thomas. I've never been so underwhelmed here as name. I don't know who that is. The thing is, right, oh. what I, I, I had, not this argument, but I explained it to me, missus, and I said, people always moan about sports personality. It's it. That's just the name. What it basically is, is not most successful, yeah, but best. best it's basically best sporting performance that yeah. year, isn't it? Yeah. So, Grant Thomas, you really can't. Oh, if you, yeah, and he's... Multiple Olympic goals, world yeah, champion. Yeah. He's class, and he does have a personality. He's he really, really does. Yeah, he's a funny guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so, so he does deserve it. Yeah, I agree, but agree. some of the other ones. It's the thing of sports personality and stuff like that, and yeah, it gets yeah. people. It, it does people. And you know, Michael Owen, but he won it in 1998. Yeah. Ryan Giggs won it like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. when he wasn't even good. Yeah. We should edit in some Michael Owen quotes after this. Michael Owen quotes if the ball the, goes out for a throw in it's going to be a throw in <laughs> it's um, the, the old but gold 
when they don't score goals, they hardly ever win games. He's right, though, isn't he? <laughs> well, you're the right. Old, if you don't a- score a goal, there's a slim chance you're going to win the, the game. The old adage. <laughs> we got sidetracked a bit there, didn't we? Own goals. Well, there's a few of them coming up. Shall we? Speaking of own goals, shall we get into it then? You don't have to score own goals because the other team score. So you still, a go- win. still a goal, ah, though. Ah, Michael Owen has got a point, yeah. Mm, I disagree. Oh, my God, Michael Owen's race after all these years. <laughs> we were all wrong. He's a genius. <laughs> and that's why he was Sports Personality of the Year in 1998. Jesus. Right, Tramia, January, memories. Started off pretty badly, didn't it? But we'll not talk about the filed incidents on New no, Year's I Day. I think we've talked about that too many times. In and the then... Past. Barrow was the die. Oh, yeah, someone, was put, great. someone put photos up actually the other day when everyone was moaning about, you know, like we lost uh, Notts County, or it might have been the week before, and we just poor. And someone said, let's just think where we were nearly a year ago. And he put photos, he took the, away a Barrow, and oh my God, we've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Go on. Grant Holt played on that day, and he's now a wrestler. He's he, now. Did he play for Barrow that day? Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. And he's now a wrestler. Like a genuine wrestler. Yes, he is. I've seen that, yeah. How great is that? Hasn't he That's also summed up that day as well. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that was a very <laughs> battling game. Jesus, terrible, wasn't he? Last celebrity fan has challenged him, wasn't he, I think? Oh, we'll Jeff, get into all right. that. No, Jeff Jarrett's Jeff challenged, challenged Jimmy Bullard. Jimmy Bullard. No, and, and, and Grant Holt. Grant and has he, Grant Holt? Yeah, yeah. Them two in a tag match with him and another, maybe. No, I'll no, do it. I'll, I'll tag up with Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. I was supposed to go down and meet him the other week. Um, Steve McNulty British Bulldog <laughs> died 20 years ago Steve McNulty and Jeff Jarrett that would be great <laughs> he'd be the enforcer on the outside wears a suit doesn't say anything just stands there with a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses on no Steve McNulty and Manny Monfey his tag partner <laughs> and their manager would be Bucko in his little suit and oh sunglasses with the arms crossed yeah. just watching Bucko is your manager I'd pay to see them promos listen <laughs> hey lad <laughs> hey lad so, it wasn't the greatest start to the year. A loss at Fylde when yeah. got te- last minute dropped Barrow. But then things turned. We got a good result away at Woking, even though Cookie got sent off for nothing. We beat Maidenhead. Oh, was that a re- game he got sent off? Yeah, two yellows. Yeah. Then we beat Maidenhead at home. And then the big one of January, which I, I loved that game. We should have won it at Wrexham. Yeah, should have. What a, it was a good game again, wasn't it? It was a good game. That's always a decent game, isn't it? It's a decent day, that. It was. And there's that, there's that brilliant picture of Cookie in the bottom of the stand. <laughs> yeah. What a guy. Got booked for that as well. What a guy. Yeah. I miss him so much every it's... time I think about Cookie. Oh, we'll talk about Cookie later. Yeah. yeah. How's there's that, a lot how's to he... talk about Cookie in 2018. Yeah. But, right, uh, I understand he left the field of play. But there was no fans in there, so... No? He wasn't going to cause a riot by everyone coming to the front. No, and it was just... I was going to say it was momentum from the other. It kind of was, but... (laughs) To send them right into the stands, quite ambitious. Yeah, that's what Mickey tried to to explain it. Can I just... uh, um, I do remember that. Just want to touch on the fact that one of the Wrexham players, the Pearson, that's at her off, I hate him. Yeah. (laughs) And he's a little gobshite, and if he wants to come round here, I'll fucking fight him. I hate him. I don't hate many people. I hate many players. He's a little fucking gobshite, little snide gobshite. See him giving it the beans the other day. He's giving it the Oh my god! Yes, it is. Well, he was giving it against Cookie all day that day, wasn't it? and Cookie was literally just laughing in his face, going like, "Nulty come over once, like touched him, and he flopped down." Oh my god! He's I've got similar feelings towards another big lump. Go on, Matt Hibbert and Jeff Jarrett against Sean Pearson and Ryan Astles. 
Yes, <laughs> Ryan Astles is another big fat lump that just it's just always there and in the way and moaning, just constantly moaning. Matt, Matt Reed, anyone? Oh, add, add him. Triple threat will go. All right, Paul, Matt, and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Mitch, Matt Reed. I don't Sean want no disrespect to Paul, but can I have Manny Monfi as my partner? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how many guitars Jeff Jarrett's got to well, smack people with. Paul I, can be your manager. Listen, I could not take offence to that. No. I'd rather Manny Monte is probably a better partner. I like how he's referred to on the telly recently as Emmanuel Monte. Got a lot of time for that. Emmanuel. Emmanuel Monte. So we got the. We should have won at Wrexham on into February, and we started to motor along here, didn't we? We were getting into good form. We beat Ebb Street three 0 We went should have won at Leighton Orient, but got a point. Yeah, yeah, we should have. We beat Bromley one 0 when Connor Jennings got that one where their keeper spilled it, and then it was. Oh, yeah. Up to that point of the season. And the You've Feb. got a very good memory. Yeah, it's almost like I'm reading the like, fixtures. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't we went, remember what happened. We had Macclesfield at home. And do you know what? You think about, we hadn't been on that good a run, really, but we just hadn't lost since New Year's Day. And we had Macclesfield at home. And if we'd won, we'd have gone top, wouldn't we? Yeah. What well, happened, they, Paul? They I didn't go this game. I, I, I've, oh, <laughs> if I did, I've... Um, oh, you it. Yeah, it's, it's, I've erased from my yeah. memory, like the Matrix. Or Men in yeah. Black, that's it, innit? First half we were alright, but then conceded a couple of long range goals, and then that was it. Elliot Durrell was the difference. Yeah, I think he's a good player actually. Oh, there is he still there? Yeah, he scored another good goal for them at the weekend. Um, as much as I don't like to big up Macclesfield players particularly, but actually, um, he is he is a he is a decent player. I wouldn't mind him at Shami. Well, let's go easy on it, shall we? <laughs> there we go. We followed that up. With I, a win at Maidstone. Well, it was the biggest game of the season. I said before because it's how we bounce back. And Paul, like this is probably your high points <laughs> as club of commentator. Yeah, I remember listening to it, and I apologise. I'm sure you got told off all over Twitter, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. everyone was slating them on Facebook. Oh yeah, big else. time. People around his house, letters to the club, faxes. We haven't got a fax machine. Faxes the coming in, start, emails. The start of the end, you might say. I was start. I started a campaign to get Piece him out. Piece of paper around a brick through the back of his car window, saying, "Calm down, Paul." About bloody time. <laughs> put some bloody clothes on. You're naked. Put some shorts on. <laughs> it was, by all accounts, everyone who was there and it sounded it. It was. We were terrible. We were, we were dreadful. Yeah, dr- like he, an absolute disgrace of a performance. Went one 0 down. Terrible goal. Cook equalizes. They get a penalty immediately. I remember it was immediately from the restart. Almost like Jack Dunn fouled there, yeah. fella. So we're losing 2-1. Jack Dunn, yeah? Yeah. And we're doing nothing, are we? We're doing... It was terrible. So I just remembered who Jack Dunn was. five minutes to go, was it? Uh, um, yeah. Own goal. OG, yeah. Mangy tried to claim it. Yeah, he, no, he was offside. Yeah, so like Mangy was offside, but he, then he tried to claim it. And so you're already said, going a bit mad now, Paul. Five minutes to go to all. I had, I had a really sore throat as well. So, which made it worse. We then get a penalty about a minute later. Yeah, and like you've just lost <laughs> the plot by this point, haven't you? Yeah. I wish we could dig out the clip. I do have it. it's on my Twitter somewhere, but because um, I was just trying to like stick the middle finger up to everyone. Um, no need for that. Yeah, I think it was like because that the. Um, it was such a down point, the Macclesfield. Yeah, it was. That horrible. it was like it, we desperately needed that victory, and I, I admit I did get a little bit over the top. I put an official complaint into Watcom. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. 
not good enough. No. Like, first time I've complained since the probably female commentator on Match of the Day. <laughs> What's going on? Brexit means Brexit. Whoa. <laughs> Disgrace. And I'm just looking now. And I think uh, the next game is when Will Radio took over. So Was it Dagmar? That could have been my... <laughs> I mean, I did. I, I did do a couple of games towards the end um, away at Dover because Will Radio didn't fancy that one. Quite rightly so. But um, but yeah, that was the that was the end. <coughs> quite, so quite rightly so as well. Go I, out, I have to admit. You only that. say Paul go out on a low. <laughs> <laughs> then we we followed it up like you say went to Dagnum. People had said that was the most complete away performance we've done of the season. Four nil. Yeah, put I mean, them the score probably um, suggests that. Yeah, put them to the sword. That was Norsey's first one-on-one. For yeah, ages. And he scored two great Where ones. He just little dinked dink. it over the goalie. Yeah, yeah that was. Well, a, he scored. It was a good performance. Oh, at home, the one-on-one, and that was genuinely the first one he scored in a long time. Mm, so I remember him literally laughing as he celebrated it. Yeah. Mm. And it become like a big thing. It had by that point because he'd missed one late at Wrexham, hadn't he? When he was. It, Yes. And so it was It was like, mm. So then, Paul, there's another enjoyable one I always think back of. Boring Wood away on Saturday the 17th, Paddy's Day. Paddy's Day, right? It's normally... It's been quite a nice day last few years. I remember it's, it was <laughs> sunny, even like unseasonably warm. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad on the Whirl, by the way. Uh, are you, I remember. Okay, do you want me to get a video I've got of it snowing outside? Was it snowing on the Whirl? I can remember it was snowing there because I can remember the pictures of the pitch. Yeah, because I was supposed to be going out to meet Danny Carroll for the bevy in the day. And I was okay, like, sat I'm there not. listening to this game, and he's like, you come on, I went, let me send you a photo out my window. And it was like torrential snow, and I went, I'm not leaving this house, I have to get to work. Okay. Paul? It was horrible. Was it? Yeah, I was. It was horrible. Uh, I remember, oh my God. Yeah, blue lines, didn't they? First, Great. first of all, I went on a minibus that didn't have heating. <laughs> so so there, there's, your, there's your bad start. <laughs> um... So that was a bad start. We were waiting because they did a pitch inspection at like half 11 or something. We were already like halfway there. So we pulled up at the services, stopped, got told it was it was on, drove down, and then Borden Wood. They tried to get know if, um, No, no, no. They wanted to play. Oh, did they? Um, but they were they're, um, they're big on mind games, Borden Wood. So um, apparently the whole football club, they do not possess a bright football. No, well, I clocked this. <clears throat> so they don't, haven't got an orange, you know, the old orange ball that they used to use, whatever, yeah. or one of the yellow ones that yeah. like we use now in the football league. Yeah, Mica. No, we've only got white footballs, and we're going to play in the snow with a white football. So this is all going on throughout the like. Well, Paul, I noticed on the highlights kick-off. that they were using a Nike, yellow Nike yeah. Premier League ball. Is that allowed? That's what my this uh, um, conference rules is that allowed? Mm, they should have been dot points. Yeah, I it's think unlicensed, unsanctioned football. Yeah, it's one of the uh, FA administration straight away. It was one of the. Uh, I just hope that we meet them again at some point in 2018 and are able to wrong the right, uh, right the wrongs. Yeah, indeed. It was an FA Cup ball to be to be precise. Oh, was it? Yeah, because obviously they they went on a they had a decent run in the FA Cup last year. So second round beat Blackpool, I think. At some point that rings a bell. Anyway, um, yeah. So counting? this this but this ball was was white, but it had like a bit of pink or a bit of bright colour on it. It was like I mean, it was all very petty, and there was 
given it all this before kick-off, but uh, yeah, we didn't show up. It was yeah again. I think we all went that season. We're not going to automatic gone. Yeah, but then we went on a really good run. The early kick-off on it on Saturday, Cocky scored that that goal. Yeah, that the big goal should have been goal of the year. Yeah, what a great goal that one. We went yeah. to Chester. Our standard away win away at Chester. Thanks for them three points. Relegated them. Yeah, I quite like. You know, what? I well, don't. I really don't like Wrexham. I don't mind Chester because I've got a lot of respect for what they've done. Getting back, you know, to where just to be playing us in the league games, incredible for them, isn't it? So There's more about them than us. I like how we haven't got their club badge on the website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't very, want it. Very every other club's badge is on there. Chester's just like a black silhouette. Never needed it. Um, so that's sad. Then we had that Tuesday night. V Gate said. Laz- com- the greatest comeback since Lazarus. 2 0 down. Oh, uh, yeah. Cocky yeah, scores. I, all I commentated four. on that with oh, Gaz yeah. Roberts. Yeah. All four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a guy. Goals. I believe he scored a few of them in quick succession as well. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, that was a good game. Then we had the older what shot. A beautiful, beautiful man. Oh, well, we'll do a little bit on Cocky, I think. I've got a shrine to Cocky. Well, I've got a shrine to Nors in here. My, this, whole oh, house, yeah. this whole house is a shrine to Nors, isn't it? Cocky's a little less photogenic. I, I don't think he'd, he'd I'm, I'm a certain opinion is I'd love to say I'd hit you like, should see my shrine I'd love he to looks hit, beautiful on I'd everyone I'd say I'd like to hear I'd Cookie's say, opinion on that but I wouldn't be able to understand the word he said <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure unlike Norse he doesn't listen he wouldn't want. He wouldn't tweet saying he's come around he's to right. shag me beard even though <laughs> so we go from there however I hope you'd let him well yeah I've said him Norse and Ian Goodison and Cookie for that matter and Macca any, any other members of the squad fancy jumping on this? <laughs> Basically, if you ever wore a tram, you should Happy come Happy Christmas! <laughs> Delroy Facey, get yourself around here. Never forget MK Don's away. So then, we beat all the shots at home, and I like to refer to that as the Lionel Cole game, where he came on and set up. We played that through ball to Nors, 2-0 at home. And we were like, Lionel, oh, we, were God, like, yeah, oh, yeah, we were all like, oh my God, I forgot what Lionel Cole existed, and look how good he is. We went away to Jesus Dover. Christ, more online, I'll call later. Yep. We went um, down to Dover. Well, Paul, you went down to Dover. Beat them 1-0. Oh, can well, we first talk about the first one? Well, of course, yeah. On uh, Good Friday, was oh, it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they just they decided to do a pitch inspection at like half uh, two. Quart- yeah. No, half three. Two. Game kicked off. <laughs> uh, quarter two, I found out. Uh, stood outside the ground. Having just bumped into uh, Richie, what's his name? Yeah, Richie Helen, the guy who walked from Birkenhead to Dover. <laughs> we were talking all this the other day. Cause we were I'd saying, forgotten about that. <laughs> we were all like walked talking. 300 miles. We were all talking. We were like, oh, all these horrible aways. We I was like, oh, I've been to Sutton and seen his cat beat one nil early kick off, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and a tramway fan in our groups, you know, I was like, Richie Helen walks it over and yeah. the game was off. <laughs> an hour before. <laughs> he had yeah. to leave a week early. That's beth- oh, unbelievable, that isn't it? That is wonderful. That like what then, a great uh, story to tell the kids. I'm still annoyed. I went to, I was on my way to Peterborough in two thousand and one. Like th- this coming Saturday, so it was a Saturday before Christmas. And I've been Why would you do that? I've been out the night before. Like a traditional those lads would go to like last way before Christmas. And I've been out to Birkenhead the night before, it was my first year of college, and I was in a bad way on the coach down. Like the whole way I was like, I'm gonna and my mate was like stopped and I was like and then got about half an hour away two o'clock game off through the pitch <laughs> turned around he'd done like an Austin Powers turn because we were on like an A-Rose like, 
<laughs> went back. Happy first day of KFC. Sort me right out when I've got my got bothered. Happy days. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that happen. To I'm still bitter about when the main stand blew off the roof, rushed out of the room. Boxing day. I, yeah. I was excited for that game, and I was on my way up. I was on Woody Road. Now. For me, turning back to the Woodchurch was a long way home. Oh. I've never had to do it for an away game. Yeah, it's, it's one thing I think everyone's probably had one time another either home or an away where you've been on your way, and it's called off. It's such a. Oh, I was really bitter. I bet your spares. I'm saying it now. Spares. <laughs> yeah. Frozen pitch. Watch. That's good because then we delay the first game, we draw one all, and delay the replay long enough to be the first game in the new stadium. Yeah. Anyway, it was horrendous. <laughs> I'm gonna freeze the pitch. It was. Anyway, th- that that trip to Dover was horrendous. Got the results, and I remember after that game, we won one. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, the one that was called off was horrendous. I mean, we didn't lose the one that was called off either. So. Can walk away from every away game yeah. Yeah. Take, it. yeah Take what you can away from home Paul yeah, yeah. Don't get beat I remember sitting there after that game The one where we actually won And we better took a photo with me son, And I was there on my phone And I was trying to work out What the permutations For how we could still win the league We win every game They need to lose and get docked points yeah, I came up with the only one was Um when they played, they played Easterly away on the Saturday that we played Halifax. An ungodly hot day. Well. Didn't they Wasn't win that? The yeah, league on I that watched day, it in that pub in Halifax. I feel like they won the league that they day. They did, yeah. And we were all sat there going, the oh. I said a wormhole would need to open up in the centre circle. Suck all of the, the Macclesfield Town players and staff into an alternate dimension and then close. So they would be unable to fulfil the fixtures. Therefore, we'd win the league. On default, because there's no one to give the trophy to. They there. wouldn't be able to fulfil the fixtures. So there you go. They'd be, their, their league would record would be expunged. Yeah. And, well, the, no, and the transfer deadline had passed, so they couldn't sign any players. So. Well, all the, the staff as well, and the officials have been sucked in. Yeah, yeah, but you can get new officials. The way always just headhunting people off the crowd. All the directors in the crowd are flying apart from the Macclesfield ones. Still in Macclesfield, getting sucked in as well. It's like a Macclesfield worm. Do you know the claw machines? You get like the arcade, just picking (laughs) Macclesfield stuff off the crowd. Yeah, and then doing when it picks a normal person up like it does whenever I use them, doesn't grip them properly. Come on! I want that angry bird. I've got that one, by the way, genuinely. I imagine that one was. It's round, isn't it? It's quite easy to grip. Towers have got that. Um, so then we went to Halifax on like the hottest day in living memory and really good performance 2-0 and that guaranteed us second up didn't it I think mm. second or third maybe even second and then we had those two games where I wish I hadn't gone to be honest Solly Hall at home no it did guarantee us second yeah because yeah. then we played a weekend squad and yeah. then t- like a completely weekend squad and then yeah, two well, games I, I was in like the gold lounge for the Solly Hall game um, we had Devon Green sent him in. Well, more about him later because like that's in the topic that we spoke about on Twitter and the cow sheds. And then the Hartlepool game where I think we were all just like, don't get anyone injured, don't get anyone injured. And I looked like Cocky had injured himself when they scored their second. Who else? There was another, like someone else looked like got injured in that game. Didn't he? Uh, what's this? Hartlepool? Hartlepool game, yeah. Yeah, it was non event. But we played a strong side in that game. Yeah, yeah. But just going through the motions. Yeah. So then we move on to May 2018. Probably the two most important games well, in, in living memory. And it looks nice looking like that, doesn't it? Well, I was alive in 1991. 
over the bottom game. So was I poor, but I you really to the public five. So. Mm. Really, I knew what was going on, but I didn't know how important it was. I don't think it was as important as these, though. It was very important, wasn't it? In a different way. Yeah. In a di- yeah. <clears throat> so the Ebb Street game, I didn't enjoy that until Lionel Cole scored. And even after that, till they got the man sent off straight after. Like, I, I, that was one of the most horrible games of football I've ever watched. Because I was so... I was deathly hungover. I should point out, for a start. Went to Birkenhead. There's a running theme here. Because I was so nervous. I was like, I'll go for a few ales. And then me and in the Oxton. And the Oxton shot, I was like, let's go home. And he was like, let's, I was like, let's pop down the beach for one. Let's just have one. Never just Popped one. in the beer house. Had a couple. Mm, let's go to the beach for one. Let's just go down the crew room for one. <laughs> Yeah. Let's just go to Bamboo for one. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're still awake at one. Next thing you know, I'm Lionel Cole. <laughs> so, we deserved to win that day. There's no denying it, did we? But we made, in typical Tramia fashion, they never do it the easy way. No, as somebody once said. Yeah. More from him later. No, that wasn't him. Who said it? They never do it the easy way. That was uh, Rob Edwards on the official TLFC radio. Commentary. Oh yeah, the ultimate commentary. The ultimate. Yeah. So we get there, and then we have a week to plan. It was on the Saturday this year, not the Sunday. So I'd take the fucking de- night off work for a start. Inconvenient for me, and I had to repurpose my flag. What's that? You had to. Put I had to take the Saturday the night off work. Didn't oh, I? the Saturday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. for well, the for the well, final. And so the biggest day in. The last twenty years of the club, someone's argued the biggest day in the club's history since like the nineteen eighty seven Exeter game. Someone would be right, and um, we did a lengthy podcast about this shortly after. <laughs> Four hours. What a show! I shall listen back to it. <laughs> I don't think that I still every single day think about that game and think about that whole day. It was quite special, yeah. It was everything about it was brilliant. Mm. And in a way, I'm glad it rained as well. You know, like that sort of added to the whole thing. That was such a tra- like rained on Boreham Woods Parade. Damn straight, it did. I remember still getting and, uh, absolutely one and a half thousand fans. What was the that pub? Had never been to Boreham Wood before. What was the pub called? Green Man. Green Man. Yeah. That was a lad. I didn't get to go after the game because our, our coach. But like, let me tell you, that was a lively place before the game. God help it after. Oh, it was. They must have done some serious ale. I met McNulty's brother Peter before the game. Lovely fella. He is. He's genuinely big fan of the podcast. He is big fan of the podcast. Big shout out to him and uh, obviously him and Steve, the multi brothers um, building company. Decorating. Yeah. Anything, anything you do, they'll do it. Yeah. And uh, I remember, like, stay at the member. He was like, any of you need a ticket? Got, got, got yeah. spares it. Anyone need a ticket? I was like, no, he's like, anyone need a ticket? Like, do you know what I mean? The mark of the people. Anyone's mm. got it. And like, genuinely, one of my mates' mates was from London. And um, he'd just come to the pub. He lived up the road. And he was like, oh, no, I haven't got a ticket. And he was like, do you want one? And he's like, no. And he was like, I'll get you, I'll get you a ticket, don't worry. <laughs> Went and saw his mum, got him a ticket. And, you know, like, that whole day, like... I, I mean, was... to be fair, there was about 70,000 empty seats. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it Give was difficult to, to get tickets. It was... Um, oh, it's atmosphere was great. You know, we kick off. And I, I, I wasn't confident in that sense, but I was feeling, you know, I was like, this, this team, if we play, we turn up... How long would you say confidence lasted? About four to five seconds. <laughs> 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 now, I don't want to give away um, anything that I may have mentioned in an interview that we're going to play a little bit later. But um, 
I remember speaking to Liam Rydhouse before the playoff semi-final. <laughs> and um, he did not have happy memories of Wembley, let's say, because uh, he blamed himself for the he, obviously the goal against Forest Green. Slip, yeah. That was the first thing that bad, came to my mind when he got sent touch. off. And... Um, I remember we were in a presser and someone asked him if he went to watch Huddersfield. Oh, like a few weeks later when they went off? In like the playoff final. Playoff and he was like, no, couldn't go back there. Not so soon after. Yeah. So, um, so I spoke to him afterwards and he was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm really, really want to put things right at Wembley. <laughs> Jesus. And lo and behold, let's hope we get there again this year. Later. <laughs> <laughs> time, lucky. <laughs> but yeah, such such a such a nice lad, and uh, I do feel so sorry for him. But I, it all worked out in the end. And Liam, like, no, nobody blames him. I mean, we would have done if we'd have lost, obviously, but. <laughs> But yeah, and such he, a top lad. He, he knew that. <laughs> the next day, all he was doing was apologising. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, well, he was absolutely. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> that is how we talk. Softly spoken. It was like he was in the room. Yeah. When he, <laughs> the first thing I said when he come, uh, spoke to him in um, Aldo's, I just sort of tapped him on the shoulder. But we'll make a license. Oh, Liam Rizal, he does what he wants. <laughs> And he just starts to grin into himself. <laughs> Thank God for that. Uh, no, I was going to mention something he did last night, but... Oh, which one? The kiss? The, the big kiss. Oh, did you see his reaction? Well, I'm sure. He got two hands over his mouth and said, Oh my God. I'm sure he would have done that again if he could have got on the pitch at Wembley. <laughs> I think that kiss was bought, was also for the assist at Wembley. Yeah. He's got a lot of love for Jenna and knows for Dragon Mara Jay. I just think that, that performance... Uh, uh, right, I'm just going to go through everything that happened in that game. Oh, it went against us. So, 43 seconds in, red card. No real complaints, can we? I still say that I can see why that's a red card. Yeah. I can see why it is, but I can see why it was. Bad. We score Bad for seven minutes, 1-0. Is it that early? He made one sub. I thought it was six. Lionel Cole has gone off. Yep, so Lionel Cole is off the pitch. Who comes on? Eddie Clark for Lionel Cole, is it? Yeah. yeah. So now we've got... Cookie scores. Cookie scores, yep. Bottle on there. Oh, was the goal? Was the sub after the goal? No, the, the, s- the, the sub was after the goal. Yeah, we were still rearranging. Yeah, but then there was another sub just after because of the... Yeah, yeah so then goes off after about 20. Do you yeah. know why I'm doing hand gestures the, on, yeah. on the podcast? Gino completed the bottle from the, yeah. from the away end. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he knew it was aimed at Norwood. Yeah. And like we, he knew he could sacrifice himself because Norwood was going to... Same drink. More of that later. Yeah, so... That 20 minutes in, we, we made two subs. Eddie Clark's come on for Lionel Cole, and then Connor Jennings is on, isn't he, for J- Josh Janelli. So now we've got 10, we're down to 10 men. Yeah. We've got one sub left. As long as nothing else goes wrong, Paul, we're, we're <coughs> they're not really creating much. Richie Sutton puts a great they last this tackle, nothing. and they dived and dived and dived. Richie Sutton goes down, and we have to sub in for Jay Addis. So now we've got a back four. Steve McNulty and Manny Monfitt set her off. Now, amazing. Back then, never ever played as a partnership <laughs> ever together. 
Yeah. He Eddie started Clark, at right back, Manny Montez. Yeah, Eddie Clark at left back and Jay Addis at right back. That never played a minute of football together ever. I guarantee they will have even trained together as a back four. And quite rightly so. Yeah, because <laughs> why would that ever happen? <laughs> so Let then me we tell have you something absolutely beautiful. Go on. Liam, I've just told you about what Liam Ride said to me and Aldo's. Yeah, I've said this before on here. Jairus walks. He comes storming into Aldo's like like you wouldn't believe. Absolutely merry as you like. <laughs> Sprinting round the room. And I sort of made eye contact with him. He sort of There's ran something in, you don't want to do. Ran in my face like a dog. <laughs> so he runs in my face and screams I'm the fucking scouse Cafu and just ran off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right, oh yeah, I do remember this story. Right, <laughs> okay. See you later, Jay. As he slides, and he was <laughs> as he went and done a slide tackle on someone Jay at the Harris. bar. The, or, on or, that day, uh, he was the Scouse Cafu. Or James Harris. Yeah, James Harris is Andy Mangan. As Andrew, Andrew Mangan, Mangan. Uh, refers to him. Last James time. Harris. So we're all thinking now. There's seven minutes of injury time, by the way, which so, was ridiculous. So we're going. What's going on here? And then we're thinking, we're nearly there, we're nearly there. Get to half time at 1-0. We can win. All we're thinking is, we can win this game 1-0. Yeah, yeah, that was my thought. We can hold on to 1-0. Even I was thinking, look, even take a one all, get to penalties here. We've got that goal in the bank. And then they score that goal right on half time. And I've never... I thought the... Con- Seventh minute. I thought the concourse was quiet the year before. The, mm. I thought the concourse was quiet the year before. Yeah, when we were... 3-1 down. 3-1 down. I've never heard a concourse at an event that quiet before, after, or during a game. It was definitely silent. And I'll say again, one person just went, Stephen O'Hara, I got down there and he had the pint for me and I was, and he was the only one. He went, we're going to win this. And I was like, what? I was like, he's like, no, you don't understand. He's like, I've, I've seen it. And I was like, what? He's like, we win so this. Back two- to the future. He went, <laughs> he went, we win this. Two Were the rest of us watching on ICV plus one or something? Yeah, no, we had the almanac and he's like, we, he put his arm in short. He went, we're going to win. He went, this, I said, I've seen it. He said, it's going to be, I'm getting goosebumps just talking to it. He went, it's going to be the best day of our lives. He said, we're going to win this. It's a late goal right in front of us. This is how it's meant to be. We're going to do it. And I was just like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember going back in and seeing Liam Coots. Liam Coots, lovely lad. Oh. But he said to me, I, I was really, I I get very, very into football. Very, very hot on the sleeve. So I'm really, really, really pissed off at <laughs> half time. So I, I, like, I'm, not, I'm not a happy guy. And I've walked in, he looks at me, he's, he's, he's a bit soft Liam, isn't he, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> looks at me grinning like you wouldn't believe, he's like a puppy. Yeah. He's grinning like you wouldn't believe, which which pissed me off then straight away. <laughs> like, why, why are you smiling? Why are you smiling? We got nothing to smile about. And he said, aren't you having enough bevy? Non-mood, Liam. <laughs> Stop talking to me. No. And I just sort of stood and watched... Sky and as it said, Andrade minutes. 45 yeah. plus 7. And then it pops up like Andrade 45 and plus 7. And I was like, plus 7? Plus seven. It was. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And it was like, yeah. So I just went and sat back in my seat for like 10 minutes just on my own, just looking at the pitch. And then that second half, oh my god. Like, we were the better side. We were the better side the whole game. Yeah. We, had, we had chances. Remember. There should have been a penalty just after half time. For them, just, was. just after the. No, for us. I think someone on Connor Jennings. I did. I, oh no! I yeah, we got cleaned up after he had that shot yeah. just after half time. Off the, yeah, yeah. we took a quick throw. And Cookie had the a shot rebound straight after. Well, Cookie, Connor Jennings slid after he shot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're like, how's that? Out. That's still a penalty, isn't it? Like, yeah, still a foul. Yeah, yeah. Even though you shot the shot, it's just because it's been saved. 
it should still be a foul. Yeah, yeah. But you never get them, do you? And so yeah. we're, we're grinding out. We've got no we were, subs we've left. We've never got nothing off national refs. No. We got, we're there and we're all, I'm just thinking, get, I'm thinking, I'm think we get to penalties. That honestly, I was just saying the whole, I was like, just get to penalties. But then I was like, if we get one injury, but we're down to nine men that you can't. Sorry, have you, have you seen Tranmere in a penalty shootout before? Yeah, that's my concern. Get there and lose <laughs> on penalties. It'd hero- be heroic, wouldn't it? So, and then, is it the 70, 80th minute, isn't it? It's just, tick- we've been through this, it just ticks on to 80 minutes. And then, like the best moment of my life happens. <laughs> like there, it's yeah. There's a, there a it is. four foot by five foot. <laughs> um, what do you call one of them? Canvas. Canvas of it, yeah. Signed by the man himself. And you can see me. You can see Jamie Bears on there. You can see what's his name? Works in the club shop. Jay. Jay Borden. Jay Borden. Yep, he's there. Um, quite a few familiar faces on there, isn't there? Yeah. There's Jamie Bears there. Oh my word. My cousin doing his sex face as confirmed by his missus. <laughs> and then... How, how would you describe your face then? There. Um, I'm you about look, to, you look, look mortified. <laughs> I'm about to be rugby tackled to the ground, as you can see there by me. You look mortified, you don't look you happy. Do look, I'm literally going... You look I quite pale. I can't believe... Quite pale. I had about 15 pints <laughs> one bacon butty at 6am. I'm there, literally, I'm literally going... I can't believe what's just happened. Uh, it's that is a split second after it's hit the back of the net, isn't it? Yeah. It's a split. So everyone's just going. Yeah. It's at that point of the celebration yeah. that you, everyone's arms are on the way up. So that, and can we can we emphasize how slow that, that ball, ball went, in. went over the line? Oh <laughs> like it it went over the line slowly in real in time. the replays in, in real, real time, time. It went over the line. I don't know, I'm not even sure it crossed the line. It, I didn't think it, it, still it didn't hit the, the back line, of the net, no. it hit the side. Of the, it, 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 like, even when it nestled, it was about like four inches over the line at the at the final point of movement. And so we celebrate like mad, and then we all go, oh, fuck, we got 10 minutes to go. <laughs> and I wish we'd done this in the 91st, not That the was 81st. the best like, t- moment of my life. This next 10 minutes or 13 minutes was like the worst. I like... Like my mates were physically having to like keep me stood up. They were like, "Come on!" And I was like, "No, no, no!" I was like, "No!" I was just going. We're gonna fuck it up. We're gonna fuck it up. We always do. We always do. Something's gonna go wrong. And then, like that last free kick, everyone in that crowd went, "Oh no!" We know what's gonna happen. And then was it Cookie or Jeff Hughes? Added it clear. Um, Jeff Hughes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. right next to me to Ron. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful man. There's no way, like, we were winning that header. There's no yeah. players you can see. Cookie, you cut something, you see Cookie, like, there's a clinch space, and he says something. And that, that we were not ever going to not win that head off that free game. Do you know what, right? And it's a, it's a completely different circumstance, but I know that we, there was a game we had a school game where we'd been 2-0 down we got it back we it was against Scousers well everyone fucking hates Scousers 2-0 down got it back with 3-2 up and they got an indirect free kick about 12 yards out and we're all on the line and it's that same feeling is this is not going to go in and I can imagine them I can imagine the time we played we were all 15, 16 sort of line scheme we were do not fucking move it was like this is Sparta we're like, this is Sparta on the line, and that is the, that is the same 
atmosphere is what it would have been like in the in the area there if all of them just screaming. The Borum Open players must have been in the box there thinking we're not going. <laughs> we are not going to win this either. And then speaking about this as Sparta and like Roman like chaos. Once that whistle went, like that, I'd say from the moment that whistle went until I woke up on Thursday afternoon, <laughs> inject that into my veins. Like what a time to be alive! That like hour after the full time whistle, I left the ground. Yeah, it was such a quick hour. That so special at that moment. I was so aware of like being able to take it all in and being like. I was just the whole time I was like when's Paul Harper going to get on the pitch because he's going to slip that was my hope <laughs> slip on the pitch and his Matt had his Snapchat ready for you <laughs> slip oh you're so kind well you know someone's got to do and it. I did have new shoes on as well yeah. they were so uncomfortable it was amazing wasn't it and then the celebration it was brilliant like back in old O's and then uh, next day in the tent in the ground yeah the civil reception uh, went on all summer. The um, so final whistle when I punched the air and had a little celebration. Yeah. Uh, walked down the steps, seeing him down the stairway, oh, yes, the and we had a little, a little hug Great. on the way down. And then I uh, went on the pitch. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was brilliant. It was brilliant, and um, yeah, very. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it feels weird just sort of talking about it now. Yeah, it does. It was, it was a special day, special. Yeah, I do, I'll never, ever forget it, ever. No. Because it was, oh my God, it's been so long and we had nothing to cheer about. And the second, it's the most, like, the most incredible game performance. You couldn't write that, could you? No. You couldn't write that? You wrote, you doing all nothing? All nothing? Yeah, play they, they wouldn't get sent off after four to three seconds. No, no, no it never happens. Before half time, yeah, and you wouldn't score the winner ten minutes ago for your fans. It's a oh my god, it's amazing. And then the guy you put the cross in, well, he was on a he was in a coma like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, like literally, he could have died. Mm. He could have died a week before. Wouldn't it be good, Paul? If I don't know, like someone's written a book about this. Yeah, indeed. And if like whoever it is who's written a book. You, I'd like an interview with him, Randall. That would be amazing. Talk to me. Uh, I spoke to a good friend, uh, Matthew Jones, who has written a book. Um, what's it called? Back Where We Belong. Back Where We Belong. I don't like the title, to be honest. No, That's no, why no, I've no, put it to the back. Like, it's, it's a bit arrogant, I feel like. Not, not, but, not really him, I mean, it's the club mentality, we're back where we belong. Yeah. Like, well, we didn't, we got relegated because we were shy. And I think we belong a bit higher than League Two. But, um, by the way we long, uh, story of the last three and a bit years. The conference years, basically. The conference years and a little bit before that. Um, so it is me with uh, Matt Jones earlier this week. Right, Matthew. Um, you decided to write a book about Tranmere's promotion back into the Football League. What? How did the, uh, how did the idea start, first of all? Um, well, I'd always wanted to do one be fair I'd always wanted to write a book and I thought once that had happened at Wembley and it was always going to stick in our minds for a long long time there was just a story to be told and 
you can go through so many things that have happened over the last three years or you can extend that to a four or five year period and, and you can pick out moments that are actually really interesting to talk about. So I felt that there were things there that I could put together into a decent story. So when you decided to put pen to paper, where did you, where did you start? What was the kind of the inspiration behind it? Um, so I had a little chat with Nick Hilton, first of all, of course, uh, the person who probably knows Tranmere better than most, having covered them for so long for Liverpool Echo, and, and we just had a little chat about what the, the right direction to go with it is or was. And um, Obviously, the finishing point was always going to be boring wood in the playoff final, but the way it worked out quite nicely was Tranmere's first ever defeat in the, league, in the National League was to Boreham Wood as well. So there's quite a nice circular journey there to kind of talk about. And that was the, the starting point. But what I have, having covered so many games over that three-year period, was every match report that I'd written from every game that I'd been to for the Echo. So I had all of them. I had quotes that I could file in from the manager, from players afterwards as well. So I felt I could, if I could link all them in, but then crucially get fresh interviews with five key people, Mark Palios, James Nord, Mickey Mellon, Gary Brabham, and then Ben from the Supporters Trust, then you could really write a fresh approach to it. So the the kind of, well, we all know how the story ended. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a happy ending. Um uh, what kind of a, an experience for you? Obviously, it's your first your first book. What kind of a, an experience has, that, has it been for you? It's been great. It has because um, I think what the, the crucial thing was um, is that it captures a moment in time that any Tranmere fan will now be able to go back to and say, I was there or I remember that. And, and that was such an important thing. If you're my age or slightly older or younger, you've never seen Tranmere win anything. You've seen three relegations. You've seen, in my case, I'd seen two failed playoff attempts, one under Brian Little and one under Mickey Mellon. And there'd been nothing else. There'd been lots of near misses. There'd been lots of poor seasons, but there'd been no highs really at all, uh, unless you count avoiding relegation as a high, which really it isn't. So um, it was capturing that moment. And then going back over those moments and finding out what was going through people's heads when those moments were happening, I just found interesting but also exciting and things that could put a smile on your face, really. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so it's obviously you're a lifelong Tranmere fan, uh, hardened by those low times that you speak about there. But uh, how easy was it to, 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 to get the book written? To be fair, I, I, I did it quicker than I thought. Uh, it took about six weeks to write. But what because I had those notes that I've already talked about, I had the match reports and stuff, and I've got a decent memory of pretty much any game that I've been to, I, I, I kind of could, could go back and, and, and pick out the moments that I knew were important quite quickly. And once I'd got the interviews, I knew I already planned which matches and which moments I wanted to speak to in each interviewee about. So once I'd got them, I knew already what I needed to get out of them, which was quite handy, I think, as well. So when my wife was watching Love Island, that was basically when I wrote it. <laughs> Excellent. And um, so the, you, you speak of those key moments. Obviously, the Boreham Wood one at the end is is key. Mm. But what 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 were the kind of key matches that you you thought about? Um, you know, focusing on, focusing the attention on. So I, I I roughly went for about ten of each season. Um, and some are, some are highs, some are lows. 
Um, Lowe's, for example, being the Welling game uh, when Gary Brabham was in charge, which was just a couple of days after Johnny King had sadly died. Um, there was the Eastley game in his first season as well, which I felt was a real turning point because it was when Mangan and Dawson both picked up injuries and Tramway finished with nine men. Played brilliant, but lost 2-1. From there on, I think they went on a really sticky run. They'd lost quite a few players to injury and they never really recovered. Um, but then there are other moments, a high from that season. It's the Barrow game, um, a high from that season. Uh, also was uh, games such as the first win in the National League against Woking um, with Jay Harris scoring the goal or players like Steve McNulty arriving at the team and then a year later you've got Mickey Mallon arriving at the club as a high uh, as a low of course you've got the game down at Sutton where Gary Brabham eventually gets sacked but that comes on the back of a run of six wins in seven at the start of the season later on in the campaign you've got lows like the Forest Green game in the league where Jay Harris picks up his injury, Southport in the league where Lee Vaughan picks up his injury, but then you've got highs like Aldershot, which were games like of which we haven't seen at Prenton Park for years. So those those were some of the key moments. Some of people might have recognised other matches as being more important or less important, but for me, they were the ones that, that really bounced out. And obviously after two consecutive relegations and the, the club in a little bit of a... a well... I say a little bit of a low point. It's quite a big low point getting relegated out of the league after 94 years. But um, obviously, the, the 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 kind of return journey. It's it's. Um, oh, I can't even think of the word that I'm looking for. But it's it, it's been an incredible kind of um, journey from such a, a low point. The obviously the Plymouth game when we get relegated to the immense highs that that Wembley brought last last May. Yeah, and, and I felt it was important to cover moments like Plymouth in the book as well because that's part of Mark Palios's journey and it's part of the journey that ended up with Tranmere where they were and, and being the kind of phoenix rising back up into the Football League. And yeah, it did lead to the National League playoff final win. And do you know what? I thoroughly actually enjoyed those three years. I know that it was a place where Tram never want to be. And you didn't go to Welling, did you? I didn't go to Welling, <laughs> I saw I saw some rubbish under Mickey Adams the year before I really did. I remember a game at Cheltenham, uh, which I was covering for the Echo, and I actually emailed the desk about 10 minutes beforehand and said, I'm not giving a man of the match here because it's it's a disgrace. We've lost 2-0. There's no way there's a man of the match. And there were, you know, there were some terrible moments, but um, I, I like to collect football grounds as such, so I like to go to new grounds and visit new places. And people were invariably really friendly and fun. And they were quite welcome in a Tranmere as well. So I wouldn't swap those three years. But you know what? <laughs> You'd never want them back. <laughs> no, indeed. Indeed. And um, obviously, those of us who have read the book have, have seen some, some, there's some great quotes and some great sort of interviews. And from those interviews, what, what, was, what kind of um, reaction did you get from the, the people you spoke to when you were, when you were writing it? They were so honest, and that was the important thing. They had to be honest, and maybe that was because they were relaxed because Tranmere had just won the promotion, and and they had had such a huge pressure and weight lifted off their shoulders. So, for example, Mickey Mellon talked so candidly about the the pain and hurt that he was going through after the Forest Green match uh, at Wembley, but he also talks about how he reacted to coming back to the club and how much of a 
a shame it was when he first visited Raby as it was then Tranmere's training ground and he saw it and he thought this isn't how it should be this isn't how Tranmere is as I remember it so things like that stand out people pick out different moments uh, the, the one that probably is the best is that half-time team talk from Mickey and what he says at Wembley and it really is kind of just stirring rows and stuff and a lot of people have commented when they've spoke to me or, or messaged me and said that's the, the thing that stands out but then you know, you've got Mark Palios talking about how much it meant to him to win at Wembley. You've got James Norwood, who just literally has watched that goal back so many times, and he talks you through every second of what happens, and then going to see his mum after the final whistle, and, and also revealing why Steve McNulty was having a bit of a fight with the manager as well. <laughs> and um, we also get a little bit of insight into Connor Jennings and the kind of thing mm. that he went through before delivering that cross that we all remember so 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 specially yeah so and I, I never really told anyone I was doing the little monologues at the end because I, I wanted that to kind of be a little bit of a special extra everyone knew before the book came out who was in it but they didn't know that I was doing Connor Liam and, and Scott and I wanted to do all those three because they all had a different story and a different perspective of what's happening so they've all and all very human stories as well so Scott's been there for the three years, he's vice-captain, he's been through it all, he's seen it all, and he's done promotions before, under Mickey Mellon before, so it was interesting to capture his emotion. But then you've got Connor Jennings, who's ill and on a drip in hospital ten days beforehand, and for all intents and purposes, from what we were told, may never play football again, and that's obviously not how he saw it, and, and he comes on and, and grabs the assist at Wembley, and you've got Liam, who... who I'll be honest, he's the, he's the nicest guy you could ever meet. He's the, the best person to possibly deal with at Tramway. I really do like Liam Rydash, um as a player and as a person. And he tells such a, an emotional and raw account as well after getting sent off and, and what it meant to him just watching from the sidelines. And we all saw it afterwards on the BT Sport coverage where he swears <laughs> live on TV. But that's just raw emotion. And, and I think you accept that as a football fan, but it's also what you want to hear. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I remember speaking to Liam a couple of weeks before the final, and he still had bad memories from the year before. So I think it was, with everything that kind of went on in those first 40-odd seconds, uh, kind of, I don't think he's going to want to go to Wembley too often after <laughs> that, but there we go. <laughs> um, right, so I know you're a busy man, so we're going to leave you uh, leave you to, uh, to do what you need to do. Um, where can people get this book? I know many people will be listening to this and have already got their copy, but if they haven't, where's the best place to get it? Uh, yeah, so first of all, thank you to everyone who has bought it, by the way. Genuinely, I am overwhelmed with the response that it's got and the feedback it's got. And it wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't think fans were going to enjoy it. And it makes me so proud that people have enjoyed it. So thank you for that. Uh, if you do want to get it, uh, you can still buy it from my website, and uh, if you order quickly, I will get it posted out to you before <laughs> Christmas. So that's uh, mattjones90.wordpress.com, or go to my Twitter feed, you'll find a link on there. That's at mattjones underscore sport. Or uh, there are plenty of places around the world you can get it. You can get it from the Tramway Rovers Club shop. Uh, you can get it from Literally Books in New Brighton or Oxton Books in uh, the Williamson Art Gallery, or just order it on Waterstones or Amazon. There you go. I think we've got all boxes covered then. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, and apologies that I couldn't be with you in the studio this evening, but I, I'm out of gigs. So. <laughs> uh, Matt, it's been a pleasure. And to anyone who doesn't have the book, it is well worth a read. So go and get a copy. Um, I have a, a great Christmas present for someone you 
or um, who's a big Tramway fan, or for the new year uh, to get your your head into uh, into the books. Matt, thanks for your time, mate. No, thank you. Thank you for your, your support and for your call. And to anyone who does buy it, thank you. And have a great Christmas. Like yeah, it was, a good, it was a good interviewee. The interviewer was a bit... Yeah. Like, I realised that, time. like, um, that's the first interview I've conducted since I left Tramia. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm like... Can you see why you left? Yeah. I'm, I'm useless. So, uh, yeah. Good, though, I mean... It's a, it's a really good book. If you haven't got it, oh God, you need to get it. You do, I, you, I read it in one sitting... Like, what, I would like Jesus. To what, all 400 and odd pages? Yeah, I've done it before. Oh, I don't read that fast. I, I read really, really slow. Because I was so... Well, to be honest, I, I read it, I skipped straight to... So you didn't read it in one sitting. I I skipped, I, I skipped the third to last page, he skipped straight to... Last season, and then read it and finished it, and I was like, yeah, it's only fucking three in the morning. I'm going to go back and read, the, like, the Brabant era. <laughs> so, and, like, last, last season, so... Do you know what? I might reread it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. If you, even the, if you were part of the journey, like we all were, of getting promoted back up, even the slightest little champion fan, even a, fo- a football fan in general would read that because there's so many great insights with Mickey, Norris, the squad, Mark Palios, fans. It's unbelievable. And if you haven't read it and you're a champion fan, hang your head in shame, go and buy it. Uh, Matt Jones, I'll take the my 5% profits. <laughs> yeah. Is on sale in various places, as he mentioned. So, club shops, club shops one. So, club if you're going down the game, <sighs> Matt Jones underscore sport, I think. We will. Um, so, yeah, enjoy the book. Now, obviously, that day is memorable for more than just obviously the memories that we've got. But if you've listened to the opening credits of this year podcast um you'll be familiar with a certain commentator who uh, worked on the bt coverage of the game yep and um delighted to say that we got an interview with adam summerton well first of all uh adam summerton bt sport commentator and now voice of the greatest day in tramia history thanks for joining us <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. It's good to speak to you all. Um, first of all, about, about that day, and you've done, you do so many games. Yeah. Where do, and don't just try and placate us by because this is the Tramia podcast. Where does that rank in terms of the drama of the day? In terms of games you've commented on in your career, um, I, I think it's right up there. It's one, it's certainly one of the, the games that I have the fondest memories of in terms of everything that happened that day. It was. Just a, a day I don't think I honestly don't think I'll ever regret as long as this career goes on, as long as people will give me a microphone. It was um it was it was just incredible. I mean, when you think back to you know, all the pressure that was on Tranmere going in, not just into that game, but into the playoffs in general after what had happened the year before. Oh, the year before of course as well. I mean if we go back to you know, even further back, the back to back relegations as well, there was so much pressure on, on the players. Have, do we have to talk and, about <laughs> we, we kind of blocked that out. That we, there's a blank space on our, our calendar from the 2014 to 2017 didn't happen. We blanked it out. But I mean, in some ways, I think sometimes I don't know if you, you'll even agree with this, but I think sometimes not just in football but in life, I suppose you have to go through the tough times to appreciate the, 
the, the wonder of the great times. And, oh. Wow, what a, just what, what a day that was. And, um, you know, from the, from the red card so early on. Oh, and then God. The, the <laughs> early goal and then obviously the equaliser from Boreham Wood, the three substitutions before half-time. And I'm, I still think to this day, if I can think of another occasion where I've actually seen that, not just working, you know, just as a, as a football fan. I, well, we've said I, that. I can't think of the, any... The, the circumstances that happened that day... It, you, we said we said just before when we recorded the main pod, you couldn't write that. That, that like that script. If that was handed in as a script for a show, you'd go, well, that wouldn't happen. It's yeah. totally, it wouldn't happen. That those things yeah. to happen, the team would lose ninety nine times. If you played that game ninety nine times out of a hundred again, we lose that game two yeah. two nil three nil because it was just such a performance. And do, do you ever think back to it at any point? When you're commentating on a game like that, what stage of a game like that do you start to think this is going to be a game that people are going to talk about? You know, because you must do you do bog standing. I mean, even last night's game was pretty average, wasn't it? You know, it was a, a, a f- instantly forgettable in a way. Nothing exciting. Great goals, but then at what point of a game, like Wembley, do you suddenly think, or does it kick in that, that hang on a minute, this is. This is a bit of an, e- an epic game, a bit like this question. <laughs> <laughs> After about, what was it, 33 seconds? <laughs> oh, God. 42 <laughs> seconds. We, t- we timed it, didn't we? Exactly. Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah, yeah where, that was when the yeah, fun stopped. I it wrong. But, but, yeah, it was at that point because I think even when he got sent off, obviously, I mean, that, that in itself is a story, isn't it? A player oh. in probably the biggest game of his career. He'd made the mistake the, side, the year before, really. Though. He'd made the mistake to put us 3-1 behind. So he was... He was so, dwelling on it. Yeah. So even at that point, you're thinking, well, that is a, you know, that's a story, whatever happens here. And then you obviously looked at the two sides. And I have to say that I still thought even down to 10, even for that long... I just thought that Tranmere were a, a good enough team and, and a cl- close enough group as well, which I think is an important thing to stress. Yeah. That I thought that they could still make some of the game. And, and do you know, it was it's funny. I was talking to someone about the game the other day. I can't remember off the top of my head who it was, but we were talking about the game and we said, do you know what? That red card unsettled Boreham Wood more than it unsettled Tranmere. Yeah, it did. I think, yeah, I think they just had in their heads of how they were going to approach the game, how they were going to try and nullify Tranmere tactically. And I think that that red card just completely threw them. It did. Uh, I think their plan was to get in behind our centre-halves. And the moment we went down to 10, I think we dropped deeper than we normally would. And suddenly their pacey players couldn't get in behind. Their, their game plan was yeah. to try and play in, in behind the channels. And they couldn't do that because we were so deep, because we had to be deep. And it played into our hands yeah. to play on the break, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, I think it did play into Tramir's hands in the end. And look, look, don't get me wrong. Even, even though that played into their hands, there was still an awful lot to do. And the effort that was put in that day, I remember reading some into. And another reason I should say as well, because when I'm doing prep for a game, I really do do my best to sort of read as many um, quotes from players, newspaper reports, yeah. programs, anything. You know, even phoning people up just to try and get a sense of, you know behind the scenes if you like and and certainly when before that game I really did notice and um, from one player in particular actually which was Norwood this real <laughs> fierce determination to right the wrongs as they saw it of the previous year and uh, and sometimes when players say things like that it's not always borne out on the pitch sometimes it can just be words but I have to say on this particular 
particular occasion, it, it certainly was a lot more than words. And, and it was a group of players that were absolutely desperate to achieve what they did achieve in yeah. the end. It was a, it was a great team effort. And, and not just the team as well. I ha- you have to give credit to the, the you guys, the supporters at Tranmere as well, because they were they were absolutely magnificent that day. I mean, I, it's the sort of thing that can what, whatever team you support, you, you, you we all know how fa- what fans are going through, don't we? We, we can all sort of empathise as football supporters about what fans are going through. And I certainly from my point of view when I was commentating on that game particularly the final sort of 10 minutes when it was really I think I said football on a knife edge and that's what it felt like oh. to me and you could see you could see that the looks on the on the fans faces and even the players faces Mickey Mellon's face and of course the Boreham Woods players and, and and staff as well and it really did get across to you just how big this was for these two uh, groups of players yeah. and, and two groups of supporters as well and yeah it was it was an incredible game you said that just before the final free kick that they put into our box I, I it's, it's in my memory it's memorized football on a night we've watched it a few times <laughs> a few times bloody hell i've got a four foot by five foot print right behind me now in my office of no seconds after norwood's goal's gone in of us in the crowd have you really brilliant yeah uh, it's just it's, it's just great memories for you isn't it and um i think i think another thing uh because you do sort of remember little bits of what you've said in a commentary. And I think I said, you know, they're, they're back where they feel they belong. And I think that's true as well. And look, you know, Boreham Woods were wonderful that season. They really did punch above their weight. But in Tranmere, it's a very different football club. And it's one, I think I said in the game last night, me and Adam, when we were commentating, that it's a club that wouldn't be out of place at all, even you know, certainly in League One and, and the championship potentially as well. So, so I suppose it was going to happen eventually with Tranmere because the will and, and the um, behind the club and, and the finance that's there for that, that for National League level was always going to eventually be too great for that level. So, uh, but but you did it the hard way. <laughs> you certainly <laughs> did it the hard way. <laughs> um, Adam, I'd just like to uh, to ask you so, some of the words that obviously we've we've watched it time and time again, over and over, every single day with your commentary <laughs> and some of some of your. Uh, sentences really sort of stick out in in our memories did you kind of pre-plan any sort of quotes that you were you were going to use if maybe Tramway were on you know on the brink of, of victory at all or was it all just kind of off the top of your head as, as you went along Mellon's mission accomplished being the main one I think isn't it which you said last night as well yeah I think I, the way I work is that I sometimes particularly for a really big game like that I will sort of give myself little I've got a lot of notes in front of me and yeah. I will give myself little hints as to things that I could say um, but, but sometimes it's off the cuff as well it, it just it just really depends um, as to the because mo- you, obviously you can't predict what's going to happen in a game particularly a game <laughs> like that, that. Which is, you know, you, there's no way that I could possibly have thought that Rydals would get himself sent off after in, in under a minute, and you couldn't have predicted what had gone on. But yeah, I mean, there'll be some commentators who who, who will tell you that everything is off the cuff, but I, I'm not going to sit here and, and lie. That there are some things that that I do kind of, um, I suppose the best way is sort of think if this happens, this could this could work, this would sound good. Or but then there are other times when it is purely off the cuff. It's it's a real mixture of things really in that in that respect. That's how I work anyway. You'll you'll find different commentators do do that. I mean I've heard other commentators who really uh, don't like anyone who has anything that's sort of already in their head, if you like, before a game. They think it should all be off the cuff. But I think that sometimes you can have. Um, you can pre sort of judge real big moments, and and th- that was that was one of those days, I think. 
as a like obviously as Tramia fans we hadn't really had anything to cheer about for a very long time so everything sort of become doom and gloom so I'm sort of wondering as a neutral on the day then like oh, we talk about everything that happened obviously their equaliser came so so late before half time mm. obviously we all then at half time sort of had this really negative I know I can speak I know what she did we've spoke about <laughs> it the worst. like this really negative feeling obviously yourself sat there then for that 15 minutes at half time as a neutral, could you really see like how how do you feel then sat half time? We do you remember thinking back, thinking Tramia can still go and win this, or were you as I was thinking, thinking it's real, it's really all yeah. Like, what what did you say off air to Adam Vega? Well, you must have been like that's it for them, isn't it? Well, I, I just kind of have a vague memory of at half time, just you know wrapping up for half time, handing over to the break and, and just literally taking your headphones off, putting your microphone down and just looking at each other and just going, <laughs> what the bloody hell happened there? You know, it was, oh, it, was it, it was just a, a crazy first half of football and um, things that have happened that I've never, never seen happen before in a, in a football match. And I think at half time, though, as I've said to you earlier, I, I still felt that Trent Tranmere had a great chance because of the quality of the players, particularly the quality of the forwards on show that day. And I think Norwood's shown just how good he is at a level above now too. But Cook as well is, is, a, is a, a fine forward. And, and, I, and the biggest reason I would say that I felt Tranmere were really still in it was because of the effect that I've mentioned on Wood tactically. I just felt that they never got to grips with the, with the change that that made to the game. So you looked at it and he, at half time and obviously you think, you know, particularly with that goal just before half time, you're thinking, well, you know, will, when they come out, is, is it going to be Boreham Wood in the ascendancy? Are they really going to push on now? And is it the extra man going to tell you? You're obviously thinking that, but I don't think at, at half time, I don't, I don't remember thinking Tranmere are done here. I, I don't remember thinking that at all because, um, as I said, I, I always thought that they had the quality to, to hang on in there. It was, it was such a difficult game to know what was going to happen next because it was just one of those days where you expect the unexpected. And um, yeah, just when I knew that we were going to be doing this, I just remember sort of, I've just been sat here trying to sort of replay the day in my mind. And uh, uh, some, some bits of it are a bit hazy, I must admit. But, oh, the whole uh, day is hazy for me. <laughs> yeah, <I bet> it, <laughs> the whole week. Uh, it, was, it was such a, it just such a, you know, in a way, I mean, this might, might sound a bit corny, but I, I honestly mean it, that it was, it was a, a privilege, really, to be part of a day that was so big, not just for your football club, but Boreham Wood as well. I mean, that was the first time, if memory serves me right, they'd ever ever played at Wembley. And, you know, to to be part, of, we're, I'm very lucky to do the job I do anyway, but I think when you're part of a, a day that means so much to so many people who follow their club up and down the country all months all weathers, I think we're, I'm quite, I feel quite lucky to have been, you know, just a, a small part of that on the periphery it's it, it was a fantastic day to be uh, a part of as I say yeah I completely like it's sort of obviously when you're going through the emotion on the day you don't understand it as much but it, I, I thought felt like myself where it's it was suddenly going into that game Boreham Wood were the underdogs you could see from this crowd size and everything like Boreham Wood were the underdogs mm-hmm. and then all of a yeah. sudden after four or five seconds Tramier then almost become the underdogs yeah, and that's how we always that, play best. That pressure all of a sudden got lumped. The pressure we were carrying before the game of being the favourites yeah. after four to five seconds is suddenly lumped onto Boreham Wood. I've never yeah. thought of that, re- but it's a very good point. I Jake. think they sort of yeah. realised straight away. Then, hang on, especially we scored so early, and it was like 
now we're playing against 10 men and we're losing. We we should be winning this game and it's almost like the pressure completely turned after 45 seconds. Yeah, it's almost like, I don't want to interrupt there, Jake, but no, it's like if you're a neutral watching that with no affiliation, you always root for the smaller side, don't you? And then you've just mm. put that game on on a Saturday afternoon, all of a sudden that happens. You're going to want Tramia to win, aren't you? Because we're the team playing with 10 men against all the odds it's that's the, the story all of a sudden changes like you say from little yeah. boring wood winning to can Tramia do it with no subs yeah. 10 men a goal conceded in the 40, the 500th minute of the first half and it was just I mean like we we talk about it every day we, it's your commentary is it's synonymous you said there about it it means so much there was a moment you said after we'd scored and it was about a minute after and it cut to the crowd and you said it means so much and you took a second and then you, you went it means so much it almost can't be quantified and that it, that was yeah. while the crowd were yeah. going just crazy and it was just people crying in the crowd I was crying and it kept cutting to the crowd the last 10 minutes of people just and oh my and Lee Ryder was <laughs> crying yeah of course and it there's yeah. so many moments there where you've now become your quotes are synonymous with oh my word Barlow they've got a fourth yeah <laughs> Matt's got one on his wall well, I mean, in front of me right now yeah yeah what He's an effort what an effort from the says, 10 men what an effort from the 10 men which I believe again was a, an Adam something quote just after do you want royalties for these Adam <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> if you send Matt your PayPal no there's no, no point is there no point it's all fair game <laughs> But how how does it feel <laughs> just just to be? I mean, is, is there any other games that you've done where fans have been? Because I know a lot of Trammy fans got in touch after the game, myself included. Because obviously yeah. we didn't, we were at the game, so we watched it back. And it was only then that we were like, "Oh my god, it's even better than we could have imagined." This coverage. So, are there any other games you've done where fans have have got in touch after on Twitter and even like to this point where to, to speak to you to tell you that you've been you are now synonymous with one of the greatest days in their history. Well, firstly, thank you, because it's, uh, I, I, as I say, I mean, I, it's an honour, really, to, for people to say things like that about, uh, you know, a, a small part that you played in their club's history that you mentioned there. So thank you for that. And um, it's, yeah, there have there are occasions. I mean, there was, I don't know if you ever remember a, a real crazy FA Cup tie involving a club called Curzon Ashton, who play in National League North. They were 3-0 up against yeah, you AFC this last Wimbledon. night. Was it Wimbledon? Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. yeah that was a, that was a game that uh, a lot of their supporters you know got in touch afterwards and there was um, a lot of Lincoln City supporters got in touch you know when they had their run to the title and there were one or two games in that I mean I don't know if you remember the game at Forest Green where their two centre halves both scored it was 2-0 yeah, no down where did yeah. it 3-2 yeah we yeah. again we don't like talking about Lincoln and Forest Green <laughs> <laughs> I bet you don't yeah know. but yeah I mean there's there's just a couple of examples, but yeah, it's something that you, you do get from time to time. But I have to say that the biggest single reaction to one game is is the one that we're talking about here, the Tranmere game. Um, it's I mean I'd like to think I'm still fairly early on really in my career and and where I want to go and what I want to do. So um, hopefully I'll, you know the, it'd be lovely if there were more times like that. But um, it's just as I say, I mean it's I, I, I like the fact that that, that Pete, I mean obviously it's a an honour, really, that people um, hold it so dear to, the, to their heart. I mean, I know growing up as a boy, I mean, I, one of the reasons I got into commentary, I think, is that my dad would just give me endless number of football videos from the 70s and the 80s, and he, I would just sit in front of a TV and I would listen endlessly to, you know, Brian Moore and um, John Motson and um, people like that. I'm you glad know, I'm not the only one who did moments. that as a kid. 
<laughs> yeah, endlessly. Yeah. I'll sit there you know, with all with VHS cassettes and yeah. So I think it, it's it's lovely to think that you know you can sort of almost hear some of the commentaries in your head, can't you, from from when you're growing up as a boy to uh, so to for someone to say similar of you is is one of the best parts of this job. Really, it was it was absolutely brilliant. And I know many of the uh, the commentators are actually Tranmere fans, so we're not particularly a big club as such. But like Steve, the likes of Steve Bauer, I spoke to a couple of weeks ago. Um, Steve Wilson, Steve yeah. Wilson, Nigel Adley. There's lots of Tranmere commentators Street, out there. Yeah. There is. I mean, it's 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 a real disproportionate number. It is. Isn't it? <laughs> That's why our crowd's uh, been yeah. so low. Yeah, they're all commentating. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I, I suppose there must be something in the water around there. I don't oh, know. But, I, there's something in the water in Birkenhead. <laughs> I can assure you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the, I'm trying to think. One of the only other clubs where I think there's so many media people who follow them is is West Ham. I think there's a lot of uh, people in the media that follow West Ham. But uh, I've, I have thought that myself that it's uh, quite well, strange. You got Ray so Stubbs many... as well, the presenter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Elvis Costello. Thought... We'll have him as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't thought of Ray. Yeah, that's that's true. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so many people that, I mean, it, I think something that some people forget as well, particularly with tra- when Tranmere were in that league for, for those seasons, is, you know, you do, do forget just how big a football club it is and how well supported it is too. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I was talking again the other night, last night, wasn't it, about, you know, the Friday nights at Prenton Park and how lovely it'll be that that cup tie against Tottenham is a is a Friday night. I mean, that was something that people all, all over the country knew about, wasn't it? Yeah. The Prenton well, Park. Friday night. We've been meaning to say, is there any? Will you be doing that game? When will you find out? Because you've been a bit of a good luck charm for us recently. So can can you <laughs> can you, you can get, come again? Can you come and make sure we get a result? We're currently doing a go for me. <laughs> what what are you doing? Ticket for you? Yeah, what are you doing Friday the fourth of Jan? As, as, as far as I know, it won't. I haven't been asked to do it yet, so uh, I, I, I presume now I would have been asked if if I was doing it. So uh, maybe it'll be. Uh, It'd be so. I'd, I, I honestly, if I knew, I would tell you, but I honestly don't. What know. if we put um, a good word in? What if we start a petition? <laughs> yeah, let's start a petition. Yeah, we can get. Don't we'll, do that. You'll get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one last question before you let we, we let you go, Adam, because we appreciate you giving up your time for us this evening. No, it's a pleasure. Um, no obviously, you watched you watched Rovers um, last night at Southport. How would you, how would you think uh, Mickey Mellon's sides could uh, could do this season? I was impressed. I mean, I've been impressed with both of the games that I've seen in the cup. But the only thing that concerns me is that both times they've needed a replay, yeah. I suppose, because I didn't see I've seen highlights of the of the, uh, of the of the two first games, if that makes sense. So yep. um, I think they've been a bit up and down, haven't they? They, they? they clearly got a problem in terms of away from home and conceding goals. I know we didn't see that last night, but it's been quite prevalent in in the league, hasn't it? So that's certainly an issue that you know, and Mickey's well aware of that. He's he's no fool. He knows where the problems are and he's been saying that they're going to look at it deeply and maybe we saw the way forward with the three at the bat last night. I thought that was very solid, by the way. Some some real uh, decent centre-halves there, haven't you? So it was funny, actually. McNulty said hello when he was going out and I said, are you looking forward to seeing Harry? And he just said, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God. You won't so, be able to enjoy yeah. his Christmas, will you? You'll have nightmares no. all Christmas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that, that that could be the way forward, and and I think when you've got it, it's obviously crucial that they keep James Norwood, and I think that um, I, I think that they probably will do. Actually, I, yeah. I would imagine that uh, being out of contract at the end of the season, I'd be I'll be honest with you, I'll be surprised if he were to sign a new deal. Uh, but uh, I think if you had him to the end of the season, it could be a real difference maker in terms of whether you're you know you're in and around the playoff places or not. And even if just for Tranmere to challenge for the playoff places, 
you know, when you think where the club was, look, after that difficult start to last season, you know, to be in a position a year later, well, just over a year later, where they're challenging for promotion to the to League One. I mean, I think that's fantastic. I know you guys are in a hurry. You know, you want to be back up there in League One as soon as possible. But as a neutral sort of looking in, I think even to challenge this season would be a, a great achievement. Achievement, and that's where I, I kind of see them. I, I think I see them in and around the playoff places, um, but that I think that would be a season of, of really good progress as well. There's some there's some good players. I tell you what, I've really been pleased with is because I always look out for Tranmere's results. It was I've always had a soft spot for the club because it was one of the first clubs that I actually covered in my in my radio career before I ever went into TV I covered Tranmere I think it I was trying to work it out I think it was the 2004-05 season Brian Little was the manager lovely yeah. man Re- lovely guy to deal with Jason McAteer was involved I remember interviewing him as well uh, Goodison was there I remember Delroy Facey was another player did you ever uh, speak to Ian Goodison I never spoke to Ian Goodison <laughs> nobody I, I, ever I, did no because <laughs> you can't no. understand the uh, word he says he's got the freedom with. of bacon head though indeed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a hero he was, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, Brian Little was a was a great because I remember I remember I sort of think back to some of the questions that I asked Brian. There was a particular time when he was under an awful lot of pressure and there was talk that he would be uh, leaving the club. And I remember as a very sort of uh, uh, inexperienced young reporter with no fear or no real idea of how this this game worked. I think one of my questions was, you know, are you worried you're going to get lose your job tomorrow, sort of thing. <laughs> it was a bit. It was a bit sort of forward, maybe at the time. But to, to be fair to Brian, he, he never ever um, got ruffled. He never was funny with you. He always would just answer the question. And um, I always appreciate that looking back because now I wince at some of the some of the things you do when you're you're a young rookie starting out. Well, but yeah, I've always had a soft spot for the club. Everyone said Brian was a ge- the word was gentleman. They said he was back at the club last week. Actually, yes. He's got his autobiography out, and he, he came and did the signing. And everyone said again that he's still just a gentleman. He is, yeah. He is a gentleman. I think that's a really good word to describe him. Uh, and I'm glad that he's he's obviously still so well thought of at, at the club. Um, there were some difficult times then, weren't there? Uh, oh, it God. wasn't an easy club to be in charge no. of. So, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that season. It was. Uh, do you know what? It's it's funny actually because uh, I've actually got a Tranmere shirt in my somewhere in my attic. Oh, so yeah. are we going to add you to the list yeah. of? Nigel Adley, commentators, Steve Will, yeah, yeah. Well, what I, what I did was, because at that particular time in, in my career, it just worked out that I tended to cover a team every year. I covered, I remember Mansfield Town. I covered Hucknall Town for a season. I covered Tranmere for a season. All the I best ones. Two, <laughs> yeah, I covered Portsmouth for two seasons. And, and what I did was, being a bit of a football nut and a bit of a football geek, I suppose, at, at the end of every season, I thought, right, I want a kind of a little souvenir. Buy the shirt. So I bought the shirt. So I've got Portsmouth shirt. I've got a Mansfield. I've got a Hucknall shirt. So uh, yeah, that was that's in my collection. collection I've got yeah. Italian club shirts as well from when I was Serie. So yeah, I, I have got a Tranmere shirt from that, that season. You've got AC in Milan, my, uh, in... Fiorentina, Juventus, yeah. Hucknall, yes. and Tranmere. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I have. <laughs> uh, Adam, thank you very much for your time. Really do appreciate it. You giving up your time for us, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. No, pleasure talking to all of you as well. And uh, thanks, as I say, for, for everything you've said about the coverage that day. We really, all, all the team, um, we really appreciated all the feedback that we got. And, and I wish you all the best for, for the uh, game against Tottenham and no. for the rest of the season as well. Yeah, thanks very much again for doing it. And um, hopefully see you down at Pretton Park on uh, Friday the 4th of January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, this lucky charmer. Yes, please. <laughs> 
All the best, lads. Cheers, Cheers lads. Thanks Thanks Take care. Cheers. Cheers. So, that was a lovely chat with, again, the man who is now. His little snippets, his commentary, will live forever. Through this podcast. Oh, no, sorry. I'm, I'm not to mention that. Adam thanks, obviously, again to Adam Yeah, yeah. Speaking to us in private, just casual chat. Yeah, a nice little Skype chat with him. Uh, he's, he's genuinely good though, isn't he? Very yeah. good, yeah. And he, I hope he's doing... Um, I do hope you The Spurs game. game yeah. Otherwise, it'll be probably Steve Bowers. Because we've got a really good record with him as, as commentator. Oh, right. is that to do with him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, May's done. Yeah. Let's talk quickly post season slash pre season. Yeah. The business. How I, I can say. I thought I I thought we'd start well, and I thought we'd be able to scrape seventh on like the crest of a wave motion from coming up, which yeah, I mo- still th- I still believe now. The momentum, yeah, I still think there's momentum. And but really, it's a lot of credit to Mickey because I don't think we had a great summer. I don't I don't think the recruitment was. Brilliant. I think we I all know that we was he was supposed to have a significant significantly more budget to deal with and then for whatever reason out off the field things that were supposed to be coming in didn't come in and I think he was told very very late into pre-season or the start that he wouldn't be able to get the plays he wanted and so I think the plays he got him you likes of Johnny Smith Mullen Ellis Monthe Permanent Banks Banks Stockton. and then Bakayogo yeah Caprice and then Contract extensions for the likes of Connor Jennings, Scotty Davis, McNaughty another year, Buxton, or oh, Buxton was already signed, but he kept the core. That was the main thing, I think, yeah, wasn't it? He kept yeah, the I'm core. Yeah, I'm not like slating this somewhere, but I'm just I saying, know what you mean. if you offered me now, if you offered me the day after that, maybe not today, because I definitely said no, if you'd offered me the start, first of June, right, they said, we'll give you Banks, or Gilmore for Norburn. Yeah. We'll give you Stockton or Mullen for Cookie. We'll give you whoever else left and who come in. I'd, I'd probably have said no, to be honest, like I would have. Yeah. But So I think there's got to be a lot of credit to Mickey that I thought our, our squad potentially in some areas looked weaker than it did on, on that playoff final week. I think that's fair. And then the start we've had to the season has been more than solid. Yeah. I, I More mean, than solid. It's, we na- we it's, it's had its ups and downs, but at the end of the day, we're in the top ten. That'll, that'll I'd have took that. I think anyone would have took that going into Christmas. I think anyone. In the top 10. If you go back and listen to our preseason ones, I think I said, I've I've said so many people over the summer. I was like, give me fourteenth, give me fourteenth, I'll take it all day. And like, I still, if we finish fourteenth, it'll be like good. We've just had another season too. But like, from what I've seen so far, especially in the first. We, we're good enough to have a little go at them playoffs. We could sneak into them playoffs. I think we mentioned it last time. That if we can keep everyone fit. That's it. Our first 11. Our first 11 yeah, is a contender. Keep everyone fit and our first in 11, decent form. Yeah, first 11 on their game yeah. is good enough yeah. to be up there having a, having a go. It's the, it's the bit underneath that's it is not quite good enough. Yeah, and... And that's not trying to. I'm, I don't. Are we mean talk about the players or the pitch. <laughs> the bit underneath. Squad depth. 
I think we, uh, everyone would agree that the squad depth, as we found with Banks, since Banks has been... This is your smart-ass comments. Yeah, I haven't. Since, <laughs> like, I think we all agree Banks is the is the, the cog that makes us tick. And you take him out, we've, we've missed him. We are missing Ollie Banks. Him, I like him and McCulloch as a pair. I like Tim McCulloch and Gilmore oh, as a three. Yeah. Ollie Banks, yeah, big miss. I know you've got a, you've got a real thing, Ollie Banks. Yeah. Ball, haven't you? I'd, I'd say all I was. Sexual. I was gonna have a thing for Manny Monte until he started playing a little bit. But then, after I came out to Ollie Banks, you came out he, to Ollie Banks. <laughs> Paul, Paul, call them after the game one week and declare love, ask them to go for a drink. Pretty much. He's a married man, Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did it on Twitter as well, so everyone knows. Um, <laughs> don't look at me like that. Um, Paul, why are you naked again? <laughs> That's why you left Jammy. <laughs> uh, he, he, he then had that bad game against the Alderman, though. And um, he's obviously injured now, so. He's playing with an injury, wasn't he, as well, obviously. Yeah. Game. That's why he's so I'm not going to say so no, I mean him to carry on playing the way he's been playing. I think solid. We, I think we've still got it in us. I think we, we've had a bad run, and we, we said we were always going to have a bad month at a time, a good, a spell of five, six games where we don't play well, we don't get results. But like the results haven't been that bad. Like we got that that Cambridge win the other week, the one 0 terrible day, terrible conditions, terrible game. We won one, they'll be grounded out. We did, second half, we, we really did. deserved we, like, it. it was a poor we, game. We were lucky to still be in the game first half. First half, we were dreadful, let it be known. Yeah. But second half, we could have scored three or four. Yeah. It, second it's, half, we were right up there. It's all about, like, I said it after the Southport game. We are recording this the day after the Southport game, by the way. It's about... Endeavour, effort, and just, like, sometimes, like, that game last night... Just do the basics. Just do the basics. And against a team like Southport, where they are a few levels below, if you just do your basics right and have one or two moments of quality up from like that was from Connor, that that's enough to get you at the least a point, a draw, or you know. And then no, I agree. And it's like, that. It's at the back. It's cutting out them silly like that's not a county game. God, I wanted to smash that telly up. Just the stupid mistakes for all them goals we concede. Yeah. Just cut them out because going forward we've and it's not just like look at the front like three or four last night. Different to the front three from Saturday, we've got the attacking players there to cause problems. Connor Jennings, Lionel Cole, number ten, Danger, Johnny Smith. What? A time. I haven't been away much this year, so I don't know, but I know that at home, I think that way you just use effort. That is why we also sold the home for me because, yeah, yeah. and it's like, did you see the Mourinho interview after that Liverpool game the other day? And he says they were two hundred miles on on the ball, two hundred miles off the ball. It's like they ran, they ran more than us. Yeah, but that's that wins your games. It does. That like, will. That's why that we won that Cambridge results. game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and that's. I feel like we do that a lot at home. It does. We just work and work and work well, and like work won, and force things. Is it like it four works. or five home wins have been one nil, and that's. Games. Yeah, yeah, we're not scoring a, a massive amount of goals on them end, days. You know, like oh, here we are. Cheltenham was one nil. We're just working Vail very hard to nil. stop people scoring against us. That's all. Yeah, Lincoln was one nil. Yeah, the only one was Macclesfield uh, one nil. The five. Cruelly. Yeah, and then the, um, Cambridge was one nil. So we've had five one nil wins at home. And I'd it, take I'd take twenty three one nil wins. Jake, it's exactly what you just said there. Them games. Other than like the Cheltenham game where we, we did dominate and even the Vale game where we were yeah. better side but in, they always have ch- every team's going to have a chance it's about 
them blocks just doing yeah. a simple thing just get rid of the ball could you take a touch and pass it when you haven't the got the ball just launch that ball up to the halfway line get rid of it clear the ball do the basic things do the fancy stuff in the final third. Just do no your basics. No, he said about that Cambridge game, didn't he? he did, winning ugly. He said, ugly. That's, and do you know what? As, as a player, you love them wins, don't you? Where you come off and man to man, they'd be like, you know what? None of us probably played better than six out of ten. But we, the effort you, you, you was 100%. Deep. You really you dig, dig deep. Yeah, you dig deep, you put the effort in. And that's why Connor Jennings, a few people going a few weeks ago, Connor Jennings, uh, as he adjusted, he's not really doing his forms. He was... It was, and now still is, the top assist maker in League Two. You'll never see him not putting in 110 percent ever with Conor Jennings. It, it does annoy me, and like maybe it's more so that I'm in the in the main stand, but people moaning at him all the time. I'm like, see the effort he goes through. I mean, he do, he has given the ball away a little bit more than even maybe though his last song season. says he doesn't. Yeah, indeed. But um, but how many but times get, does CJ go backwards? You're going to give the ball yeah, away, yeah, yeah. making forward passes, yep. trying to advance, you're going to give the ball away. And yeah. I feel like some people don't understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not every, but, like, not the, every the through wi- ball and every cross is going to be perfect. No, but the, work, to be, the work rate he gets through, helping out defensively, but the quality at the other end of the pitch. And I think, was it the Cambridge where he went on that Maisie down the wing? Um, no. The one where he ended up squaring it Crossed it through... Um, Harvey Gilmore. Gilmore, Macclesfield. Yeah. Macclesfield, was it? Got this winning goal. Yeah. But uh, like before that, everyone behind me slating him, slating him, slating him. And then, you know, the, the quality he's got going forward. I mean... Yeah. You might it's, give the ball away in midfield a couple of times, but come on. It gives, us, a, it gives us so much that people for can't me, see. For me, that position he played last night, ideally, he does a job on the left and drifts in. He's got a for me. If you can get him in that number ten role behind the strikers, obviously I can't Ooh. talk for this season. But I've spoke to Mitch about last season, and obviously you've seen like the lumps you've got in the back of the shirts and GPS trackers. Yeah, Mitch said to me, he said every single week without He's fail, top. Connor Jennings is the top runner by a every long. Every single week, yeah. Connor Jennings is the top of that, and that was for a whole season. Not that went every now and then. That is every. But then by the same time, I remember someone saying McNulty is the lo- the lowest on it. And I was like, well, yeah, because he doesn't need to run. He's, he knows yeah. where to be. And that, yeah. like that's why he's so good. Doesn't Like, if you see McNulty rarely running at full pelt ever, because he doesn't need to be. And do you know what? He I'd never gets himself into a 1v1. One, one one. I'd be worried if we defend me two centre-offs where with the highest that, runners. then they're getting dragged left, right and centre. Exactly. You want them to be the lowest. Yeah. yeah. Them and the keeper should be the lowest ones. Oh, yeah, definitely the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> the keeper should definitely be right down there. You should there. even have a GPS tracker on him, to be honest. I remember... <laughs> Um, wouldn't have been last summer obviously the summer before pre-season going down to Solar Campus and uh, and literally they're just running like laps of the field and um, like all the midfielders are are in a miles ahead and then there's Maka and I'm just walking down the pathway towards the pitch and Maka just says before you say anything bleep off like fuck off Paul (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Keep going. And um, he knew. And then he knew you were going to pipe But you know, behind him, Scotty Davis. There you go. You know, goalkeepers union. Yeah, defenders union. Like not, not you know, not built like Macca, Let's say, but doesn't but, need. Uh, can't run. No, so don't, need don't need that's to. why that's he's a goalkeeper. That's it. You don't need to run. Like it's it's simple. Strikers, midfielders, fullbacks. 
need to like you want them to be doing some serious miles, don't you? You don't want your set of arms, like you say, they're getting dragged all over the gaff. No, I don't think Manny does either. Doesn't. Manny's fucking quick though. Yeah, let's, let's talk about uh, Long that's, legs. that's been discovered in the last few months. Mm. Manny Monte is fast. Speaking of discoveries, what Mark Ellis is long throw? Like, we, I mean, where's that? Oh my god! Where's he plucked that from? Did he get that for Christmas? Or do we go into awards? Oh, shall we do one some more awards then? Just because we said this off air before, I want to talk about that throw from last night. Go on. Yeah, so throwing of the year goes to Mark Ellis. Mark Ellis for like, I can't remember anyone else who can throw it anyway. So I don't think. It, if anyone doesn't know which specific throw go back about 15 minutes and maybe and he throws it from in our own half by the yeah, dugout yeah. over the whole in front of field Mickey. of play back to their keeper but I can't there's no tactic in that so I don't think he realised he could throw it that far or any of our players realised he could throw yeah, if you go and watch he, it you're back. not going to deliberately throw it back to the keeper no if you? you go and watch it back Jake you'll see a light bulb go off above every single one of our players heads and Mickey where do you go <laughs> and Mickey goes why didn't you tell me about that and Mark goes I didn't fucking know I could do it <laughs> do it <laughs> again first time I've ever done it <laughs> do it again okay and then we caused some real problems with that throw then and we had them on every single throw and yeah, after that just l- working on them little flicks so look forward to that for the rest of the season when we can do it <laughs> oh yeah is that revival of Dave Chalner tactics yeah. nice. well, we'll that do controversial award number one Mark Ellis yeah. throwing of the year versus well, Southport we'll, we'll do we'll do but some awards there any other for that <laughs> Uh, Adam Buxton versus Crew, <laughs> James Norwood short throwing versus Oh, Gilmore v Morecambe was a good throwing. I remember that one well. well. Should we do some more terrible awards? Yeah. Then I asked on the cowsheds and we asked on Twitter earlier about any weird me- we've, we've met players in like weird pl- places. Yeah. So Paul, we've, do you want to? You've got any awards you want to? You think up there know. with Mark Ellis throwing of the year? Goal of the goal of the year. Goal of the year. It's got to be Norwood Edit. No. Most important goal of the year. Uh, yeah, most I, important. Like That's goal. goal. To be on technique, and if you're going on technique, it might have to be Jenner. I think nice. last night, Connor Jennings. Which one? Is first. First. I, I like the second one. Oh, Paul, get the hell out of my house. Second one. Right, if first. I think the what, first how many one. Times, it's great. If, te- they're both if amazing. If the first technique. and the second one drop to him, both drop to him ten times each. I think he puts the second one in more. Yeah. That first one goes over the bar about yeah, eight times. Maybe, yeah. It sat up nicely for him, though. It did. The but, second one, he's got to catch you'll, it. You've seen a lot of them last year. He's got to catch it, right? Ollie Banks had to clean the stand. <laughs> Ollie Banks loves a controversial foot through the ball. Wild effort. <laughs> Is it, I, I, it's very hard to argue with that one, you know. The technique was brilliant. Yeah. It dips perfectly. It's we scored some great team goals, though. Hockey against Eastley? I think Conor Jones is, is harder. Better. Yeah. Cookies is but bounced. Cookies, cookies, yeah. cookies was good. Cookies so was good. No, Connor no, Jones is, is out the sky. That's plucked out the air. Was Thanks it? for coming. Yeah. Paul, do you watch the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I you had it on replays. I'm doing this from memory. Yeah. Um, That's why it makes it so good. Plucked out the sky. Yeah. Ding. Like his 1v sort of last year, but better. Yeah, yeah, I remember But that better than that. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think early in the year, but I'm still calling that goal. No, I, I still think that is the best one. I'm still saying cookie against Norwood's free kick v Ebbsfleet. Free kick of the year. Free Ooh. kick of the year. Because <laughs> we scored. Jeff Hughes versus Hartlepool. The forgotten about one. Is that a free kick? Yeah, yeah. Left hand side, cop end. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's how memorable it was. <laughs> Try me a moment of the year. I've got two nominees. Go on. 
Ride's getting turned off after 45 seconds. <laughs> Stop it now. <laughs> and that is very Tramia. And Jeff Hughes leaving his bag and his medal. Oh. And I'm saying that's Tramia. That I think they go hand in hand, though, because one wouldn't have happened without the other. But then we, I, I reckon we have to add Lionel Cole. Yeah, Lionel Cole. Being so bladdered that you got, got carried, <laughs> carried home okay, well, from we're, Sherlock. We're, we're growing a nominees list. Yeah. Um, Andy Mangan, slide tackling Rover the dog and he fell onto the Sherman's son. Oh no, no, it was only Norbin. It was only Norbin, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it falls onto the Sherman's grandson. Yeah, yeah. Who's about five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that was very James memorable. Norwood starting the chance in the tent. We're on our way and getting pouring pints of beer on his head. Mark Palios being on a fan's shoulders while <laughs> singing we're on our way. Mickey Mellon starting you can shove your vanarama up your arse at the bar. <laughs> mm, there's a lot of, there, most there's of, a lot of choice. Seems to all be contained in that forty eight hour span. Yeah. James Norwood singing Sweet Caroline on the steps. I mean Birkenhead yeah. Town Hall. I mean James Norwood's goal. Yeah. It's co- coincidental, I suppose. I can't stress enough that neither of you were there at the tunnel, were you? No. No, I was there, I was inside. Free bar, baby. In your trackie. When in it, I, I had like a, tra- a trackie top on, I had jeans on. I was going to wrestling after. <laughs> busy day, that busy day. You know, mixing with uh, our Josh Ginelli's fans. Not being allowed into Aldo's at first after the game because he tried to tell him it was too full because he had his own clobber <laughs> on. Not, he had his own clobber yeah. on, not a tram. He wouldn't let him in. And the steward didn't <laughs> recognise him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, mate, it's too full. No, but <laughs> I, I don't even right. glassed. Yeah? <laughs> you don't want to come, come in here. Come mate, I've just took a bullet for this it, team and I'm not even again. allowed to celebrate. So, there's some good awards. I can't think of any others. Um, I had one before we started talking about this, is, and then I got about a thousand This Is Tramia memories, and then it's also got wiped out. Shall yeah. we do then, um, you on the Twitter, Paul? I had, uh, the Comeback of the Year Award goes to Zoom's I'm Back video. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom's <laughs> I'm Back video. <laughs> <What a, laughs> I wish I could have been there when you first I'm saw back. that. I can only mm. presume that you... I watched it so many times. Masturbated furiously like a safari park baboon. <laughs> I watched. I was with my girlfriend and we watched you it went, so Can you leave times. the room? <laughs> we watched it. We well, no. watched it so many no, times. No, no. I watched it and she watched me watch it so many times. <laughs> I'd say I had that on for about 15 minutes straight, so it's only like a five second Because yeah, it just loops, doesn't it, itself <laughs> on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I'm back. On and on. You know, like a child, they, like, they give kids iPads now, they give like a child an iPad. And they, that, that just keeps them occupied? Yeah, that was me. Like fuck off upstairs with that for all. Well, like so you give mm. it, put your cat in front of it, and it's mm. one way it looks like there's like a, a mouse running on it, and the cat's just like that. That was you. <laughs> I'm I back. F- I <laughs> she come I'm in, back. I'd fell asleep with me bottle by my side, <laughs> and the iPad was still on, and I, my snores like. <laughs> what a guy! What a guy! What a guy! Uh, right, I Go did on, ask uh, last week uh, for like best. Favourite memories, non-Wembley. Yeah. 2018. So, uh, let's rattle through a couple. Uh, Ross of the Rovers, for me, easy. Seeing the team pull together and want to win for each other. Uh, and the way they connect with the fans once again. Uh, Tom Boys, he's, he just wants to shout out all the time. Because he's gone for the This Is Tramia podcast being his highlight of 2018. Oh, so he's in that show. We're Damn always going to uh, read out that one. Uh, Paul Carroll. Um, had to watch Wembley all over again. Uh, Luke Williams beating Lincoln. 
Um, yeah, that was good, wasn't this it? This season. Uh, Vicky Harmony, the absolute semi-final, having the strength to come back from uh, behind twice. Showed how much the team has grown in the last three years and the atmosphere uh, in the stadium and how the fans got behind the team almost. Also demonstrated how much the club itself has grown. Um, and there's a few others. Uh, apologies if we c- can't read them all out. But uh, thank you very much for getting in touch. Really appreciate it. No, everyone getting in touch, thanks. We, Indeed. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we read them all. We do read them all. That's right. Paul does read them all. I, I do read them all. <laughs> he really yeah. does. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we also threw out a topic this uh, this afternoon. Yeah, well, it was... I'm looking at you to... Yeah, well, it's just one of them things that just came to me the other day, that when Alan Moore and Jimmy Bullard turned up at Cream one time when I was on there, and, like, I was just like, weird places you've met play, the Tramia players. Obviously, a lot of people have said Birkenhead, Liverpool, and bars and clubs and that. And I put it on the cow sheds and on Twitter, and we had some... <laughs> it always happens, obviously. Funny ones. Yeah. So this was a good one. It's from Free Library Bow uh, on the couch. Yeah, one of the maddest ones was bumped into Eddie Bishop at a motorway service station and my mate gave him a lift to Wembley via the torch in 1991 when we played Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> so he was hitchhiking his way down. Torch's a good pub, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, easy yeah. for him that, though, isn't it? When you're trying, it's easy if you're a player to hitchhike your way down. Like, if we'd done it, it'd be a bit risky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'd kick my friends out the car yeah. to get this. To be fair, I think he had joined Chester at the time, so he wasn't a, he wasn't like a current player, but uh, like he was a, he's quite former, a, isn't he? quite a, quite a well known player. Yeah. Um, just going through all the Twitter ones, trying to find some funny. Some Why you go through? There was one we were chilled. Ingolson uh, um, used to live on Homelands, and we were very young at this point. Very very young. I know he used to live with a family, didn't he? He was. He was very, very Two young. Beatles. Uh, yeah, ex-Tramia. And, um Stalwart. He was coming out of McCall's, and we were that excited, we chased his car down the road. I don't think he stopped to talk, I think he just said hello, I don't think he stopped to talk to us. But we were that excited, we seen Ian Goodison, his car, it was only 20 miles an hour, um, and there's, there's, it's it's all getting around the elements, all cars parked on like the side of the kerb, so you've got to, there's a lot of stopping. And we chased Ian Goodison's car right down the road, because we were just that excited to see him. I think I was about 10, great day. Great day. This is a good one from someone. What's his name? Let's get to, to Super Alcoin Nin or something like that. I don't know. On the cow sheds. Um, and he said it was around 2010. Well refreshed after a Saturday afternoon game in London. He said probably Charlton. He can't remember. He's in his tram. shirt. He was snoring away on the Euston to Crew train when he was woken up by what he thought was a ticket inspector. <laughs> when he actually woke up, it was Baz Savage. He wanted to know what the score would be. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. I've got a Baz Savage one here. Uh, broken social stay. Um, Baz Savage lived in the flat above me and Wivington. Only realised when he held the door open for me as we both headed off to the match. We could have car shared, he said. Um, another one, Sam Page. Saw Les Parry at a Banger FC match. He was on a scouting mission. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> refused to share the information of who he was scouting. Um, probably no one any good. Um, also, uh, just uh, like a, uh, as a, a throwaway comment at the end of his tweet, he says, "Also massaged Abdullah Baggy at Weymouth FC." You can't just throw that in, can you? I mean, it's, yeah, strange. Uh, Alex Marks once bumped into Calvin Zola buying condoms in Asda and <laughs> Bromborough. <laughs> Um, he used to live opposite me, Mars, you know him, so <laughs> trust me, I know that they, they got used. 
Kept me awake <laughs> at night. It's not a joke. Uh, there's, there's loads of bumping into players at, um, at bars. Ian Goodison and Mackey's on on the morning of a game. Yeah, I've, I've seen Ian Goodison. Getting a coffee, yeah, probably. Running coffee. down... Uh, Woodchurch Road, you said. Woodchurch Lane. lane. But yeah. what, is that the lane down to... Down to the ground. Yeah, Woodchurch yeah. Lane. Woodchurch Lane. Um, With his boots in a Tesco bag, eating a banana. Like two and away. <laughs> we were on our way to get the coach, so he must have been late for the team coach by this point. Does that surprise you? No. No, that's it. The man who is about a month late to preseason. He's every year. <laughs> Here we go. Ian Hume and Jason Kumas regularly in the Ritzy circa 98, 99, 2000. <laughs> you surprised me. Um, yeah. Uh, th- we've had loads, so thank you. Um, Mickey Mellon and Sean Gordon. also when I managed there. Uh, <laughs> oh, celebrating really? Mickey Mellon's birthday. Oh, Sunday night was it? Nice. No, well, oh, Sunday night. I have me game. saying, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had lost the game that day, and a few people were like, I can't believe they're out. And he's a human. He has birthdays every year. You just go off for an ale. He's allowed. He's allowed a birthday just because we lost the game. Here's another one off the cow shed. Goody and Theo Whitmore. Open brackets. Well. Inverted commas sitting off in a battered old rover, uh, battered old rover or Aldi car um, or Audi car. No, we did battered old rover at the Aldi car park in Neston some years ago. I've seen Goody in like he used to have a Jag, I think, parked right outside the Oxton there, and I've never seen a seat recline so far back in a car. It's like he was in one of them, the uh, driving seat. Yeah, it was genuinely yeah, the driving seat. I mean, in good, some other guy, Dave Ridgeway uh, says Matt. Alan Marn and George Santos in Fifth Avenue. <laughs> of uh, course. after a cup game. Yeah. Vaguely remember chatting about Rovers and they bought him a pint, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've had loads of that in bars. and That's the best place to go and meet them, isn't it? Here's a good one uh, from Trammy Kev, Kirby Kev. Oh, go on. Met and chatted to Ruben Hazel <laughs> in Abkhazia where he was managing one of the teams in the Conifer World Cup. Oh, the um, like the non-FIFA recognised. The non-FIFA recognised. Yeah. Like, I think Yorkshire won now, aren't they? In the, yeah, in they've got the team, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... We'll tell you about it off air, Jake. It's, it's uh, a very interesting tournament. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Beachwood Social. Good a game, little bit unusual. Yeah, there's your opportunity. World champions. The Conifer World Cup. Yeah. We'd beat Yorkshire. Yeah, easy. Chuffle I'd pay to see that Beachwood video Yorkshire. Um, yeah, should we wrap it up then? It's getting pretty late, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Thank you very much for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, always Thank a you very pleasure. much for tuning in all year long. We'll be back with a, a more regular podcast in the next couple of weeks. Who knows? Who I've might got a new... Go on. Oh, go on. Controversial award. Yep. Interview of the year, the one where um, Zuma Nabakiogo says all the way through it. He said, why did you come back? And he said... To come home in it, Birkenhead's wonderful. That was good. That's <laughs> that is. Zoom's asked me anything. What, what a about, sentence! What, what a sentence! Birkenhead's wo- come home in it. Birkenhead's wonderful in his beautiful. Come home fr- in it <laughs> in his little French court the Ivor accent over. But what about um, Ollie Banks's? Ask me anything. What would you rather do? Play for Oldham again or have <laughs> of Norwood's hair? <laughs> Give me Norwood's receding hair. <laughs> yeah. Someone think, said to him, would you all go back to Oldemore, Afghanistan? He said, I hear that Afghanistan's was, quite <laughs> nice this time, time of year. year. <laughs> I think it was very much Tumans. sort of, yeah, pushed towards, you really hate Oldham, don't yeah. you? Yeah. He, he's or, in, he's I, endearing himself he towards to hate uh, Oldham. If he's, if he he wasn't going to say, oh, I'd love to play for Oldham again. One day I'll go back <laughs> to Oldham. Don't turn around and go, oh no, send me back to Oldham. Especially after all the abuse he got. Yeah. Oh, warranted. Oh, she's better to Um... 
yeah, it's been, you know what, it's been a bloody good year, hasn't it? We finally had something yeah. to cheer about, and I think we're in a decent position, especially with the, the cut money, TV games, yes. spares at home coming up. Hopefully we don't get embarrassed. Uh, the ideal... 4-0. What, like last time? <laughs> yeah. I'd rather it be like 1989 and get a 2 all. Yeah, Go back down to Wembley and get some yank, like lovely, lovely, sweet Bunsen burn, a nice little uh, Yankee dollar. Yeah. Um, and Newport and Rochester in the last two years come back yeah, it's no. not impossible. It's a, for me, it's a free game. I'm looking at it. If we go out there, give it a go. I'm sure we will give it a go. We get beat four, five, six nil. So be it. I'll be gladded. So I'm <laughs> and we've got to the FA Cup and we've got a game like this. What? What I mean? What a year? 2018. We got promoted, and we've got a big FA Cup third round game. There's not much more we can ask for, Excellent. other than maybe sneak. Who knows what 2019? Indeed, bring. could be a better year. That's so we're saying. But yeah, thank you very much for tuning in, all your support, all your tweets. Get in touch at This Is Tramier on Twitter. Yeah, we are now available on Spotify. Yes. So if you are on Spotify and you want to uh, listen in future, you can do so. I believe Spotify is a brand new up-and-coming streaming site, Paul. <laughs> yeah, we I wish just the lads good, I wish the lads good luck. Yeah, I wish them good luck. Um, so yeah, um, cheers for all your support and we'll be back in 2019. Yep, from uh, at, uh, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, at This Paul Is Tramier. At Double H, <laughs> still can't get rid of that second H, can he? Maybe I'll get I'll get rid of it again for Christmas. Been saying that for three years now. I think. Yeah, I've yeah, I've, I've given up on that Christmas present. I've been waiting a very long time. Thanks for listening. Uh, happy Christmas. Ho ho ho. Happy New Year. Suadami. Suadami.